Get ready for Dead Beat Radio. Laying around home alone on the rain at night like this. Know what goes best with Little Albert King. Nothing better than Dead Beat Radio. Right here on Outlander Media Network. Back again a weekend full of amazing episodes in the can and one I've looked forward to a long time today. So I promise you what will be one of the best. But it is good to be back. I am your host, Lance Adams, your knight in shining stereo, your defender of the radio, Sir Lance a little himself. You don't think anybody else will be back there playing those beautiful tunes other than Mr. Terry Snow. Good to be back, Lance. Good, good, good to have you. I, I can't believe you're sitting um, as much as you've uh, been working your ass off lately. I can't believe you even have the uh, audacity to sit down. Um, so you're raw back there, man. You've been busting your ass, making everything happen. 12-hour so. days of podcasting. <laughs> that is correct, including uh, a three-hour episode of Deadbeat Radio, which we ended up freezing the computer and crashed everything and had to pick up the next day. But we're back today right here in the Outlander Media Network studio with one of the most coveted guests I've had. Anytime I think about a project or a show or somebody I want to work with, this man's name pops up right at the top of the list. When, if you asked me what are the favorite top five things to ever come from comedy, I would put meeting this human being. He's a DJ. He's... Uh, an extraordinary human being, a comedian, a host, a radio legend in here in Knoxville, no doubt. Mr. Jake James himself, Jake James Hausenhauer. How the hell are you, my friend? Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for no having problem. me on here. I appreciate that, Lance. Yeah. And, and you know, guys, he even kept going through that intro through a phone call. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of him right there. Right. The phone rang and he kept it going and I'm honored to be here. I can see that I know you've got the greatest producer in all of radio history, really, because look at that chair, though. Yeah. Look at yeah. that chair, though. That's a king's yeah. throne right there. It's his house. That helps. <laughs> a lot of people fought over yeah. that iron throne, but that's yeah. the one. Nah, right nah, there. man. He's the one that built the castle. He can set wherever the fuck he wants. I am uh, uh, honored to be here again. I got to be on the Halfle Show with yeah. you one time. Yeah, yeah, a few months so ago. Yeah. I'm moving down the table, <laughs> and that's how you know you're doing it big here. Oh, is it? At Outlander Media. They, they put you at the end. Oh, they got more people. The we can be more personal. You get away from Benny, I think, is the like. Uh, Bingy, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how exactly, they do exactly. yeah, it. You get further away from Benny, you, you're working your way towards your own show. So here, uh, for some reason, I, I like having Terry there on my right seat the computer, so I like that right in front of me. So yeah. if you get the seat right in front of me, that's that's the throne here. And that's the way you're supposed yeah. to interview somebody. Yeah, it's, all, like. it's hard to look through the glass or whatever. This sucks. Yeah, that it's sucks. more of a jail interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's just say once again, um, thank you for coming. But where where what you been doing? What's been going on, man? I ain't seen you in a while. I, I, I'm not around as much as I like to be. Um, we've been on a, a, a crazy adventure uh, since the last time I, I guess I've seen you. Uh, you, again, Knoxville comedy legend, one of the people I love most. And I guess 
Uh, haven't people done always say that once you host oh, one show, like you host Sassy Ants for a little while, they're like, "Oh, I, I love that guy." Yeah, because I gave you time and yeah. a beer ticket. That's usually what it was, and it was the only smoking show in town, so that's everybody true. had everybody to stay inside. That's right. True. right? If you go outside the Sassy show, you were kind of a jerk. Yeah, that's true. It's like, oh, you're going to buy blow. Well, I had already before you even took the reins there. Sassy's had become my spot, so I loved it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but had all, clearly already met you in comedy. I just. I, Dude, working with you is great. So as a comedian, most people don't realize how much work goes on behind the scenes. Like the writing, the preparing, the rehearsing. It's supposed to feel like you walked out on stage and just had a thought, spoken into a microphone. That's what comedy is supposed to work. Right. You have a gift that I have never seen equaled. I have seen you. I've watched the whole thing. I've seen you witness something five minutes before stage go up on stage and tell that story in a joke like you've told it on tour for the last year <laughs> uh well you know when when you're pretty basic you can take anything i guess right so i i, I do appreciate that i like to be the witty one i like yeah. to be the one that can figure out something like that and and i never ever from the moment i, I saw the very first note uh, when I started comedy, I, I said I'd never take notes on stage. Oh no, me. I, I never wanted to try to. Um, and then now with the phone, the scrolling oh, the phone, it. I and fucking hate it. And the lead in of what else did I want to tell you guys God about? Damn it! I I just hate can't it. stand that. Come yeah. up here and there's a reason why you wanted to be in comedy. You want to bring a set list? All you, right, I'm cool with that for another show. Somebody told you at a Thanksgiving. Somebody told you in middle school, high school. Yeah. Either you were funny always and everybody liked being around you and you could make the whole table laugh from grandma right. and already all the way got off on it early to to like a little to like the little kid at thanksgiving right. right somebody told you you could go out there and do comedy so why are you taking notes up there you know what was funny it's the same thing thing is going to be funny anywhere and and when you try too hard and when you push it i feel like a lot of times if i try to write something and i think oh this is going to be great you know it flops but maybe that just flops at home because everybody sees you at those shows all the time right so it's it's a little bit different. I've seen you do on the fly improv right away and nail it. But do you write? Like, do you pen and paper it? I, I, I pen and paper a lot because after, especially after getting the radio job. Right. Once I got the radio job and I had to like wait for guests to say stuff and then write down my response as opposed to right. just being witty and screaming it out. Right. I see right. you already prepared. That's really smart. Man. And that's, so that's I, smart. because you know, once again, this is your show. I'm not going to talk over you. Right, so I got to make sure I write down the joke, and and that helped my writing. You know, for a high school dropout, right? It was never writing was never my strong suit. I mean, I, there yeah. was a time in elementary school out there in St. Mary's that they let me take tests on a tape recorder because uh, the writing was so atrocious. But then my tape recorder answers were better than even the smartest kid in the class's written answer. So it's, I can get the material, I can read it, but you know, handwriting has always been bad, and writing was always a problem, and. You know, I, I've told you before, I think my folks are gaslighting me and telling me that I'm normal and when yeah. really I probably have a chromosome. Have you left. ever heard the word dysgraphia? No, but I like their first album. Okay. <laughs> um, it's actually a kissing cousin to dyslexia. Mm. But is the word is graph, writing. It's affects your writing more than your reading. Um, I have it. And so it has a lot of the symptoms of dyslexia, but it affects your penmanship, your writing, your ability to write things um, more than reading. Very possible you just described dysgraphia. And when I write it, you know, if like you missed that word or you write out something and then you don't like the way it looks and you keep going back, like then that upsets me. Yeah. Right. And like now I'm mad that I wrote it and now it's like, I don't even like this joke. And a lot of times I have to do new stuff and be witty because once I've said something, I don't think it's funny anymore. Okay. All right. right? Like if I've already said it, like if we did a joke out in in the garage and you were like, hey man, come in here and we'll do that on the show. 
I wouldn't be able to deliver it the same way. There wouldn't be the same setup. And, and ugh, just it's like it smells bad. You know what I mean? There's a fine line. There's a point where you've told that same joke in the same bar to the same people where you got to stop. But um, I hear jokes um, from comedians that I love that still make me laugh a thousand times over. So, again, I, I'm a fine liner there. that's the music aspect. Yeah, that's the, that you takes the you same back song. to the first time you yep. heard that song. Exactly. That takes you back to the time you were holding hands on the country road, whatever. Like, whatever, man. So... What's your, where do you get into like comedy as a love? Do, were you a fan of stand-up as a child, or did you just fall into it later? I loved the stand-up shows with the brick wall behind yeah. it. The oh, three yeah. comedians. The where one bar like, stool. That one guy would, yeah, give me the stool, give me the mic stand, and the mic on the cable. Like, I need all three of these things. Yeah, you know me from hosting. I brought my own stool because yeah. I would get so mad if there's like a high-top bar chair or something. We have three props. Unless you're Carrot Top or you look like him, yeah. right? You get three props and that's it. And so you have to make your whole, I mean, how many molested stools are there in just the Southeast alone? I'm here for stool awareness. Stool you know? humping is, is out of hand. And for people that don't go to comedy shows, they don't know. And I think it's, it's, it's luckily been hopefully sedated some now, but yeah. And I 100% agree. I grew up in that same comedy boom. Um, MTV half hour comedy hour. VH1, when it started, was nothing but stand up comedy. Um, and just I mean, like the, the two drink minimum show yeah. that used to be out there forever. You yeah. could, when I first realized that the first guy was trying, right. the second guy usually better than the third guy because the third guy didn't believe in his set anymore. Right. Just like I was saying, right. like you you had to deliver it to get here to be the headliner on this thirty minute comedy show. And we, we got a lot of those. And then uh, eventually Comedy Central came around, mm -hmm. and that really was a lot of half-hour comedies. They but, also cut all those like, openers. They went, it's 30 minutes the headliner. We're mm -hmm. going to skip the ho host, the opener. We're going to skip the feature. So we're going to make 30 minutes. So you And HBO was that way when I was a kid. You just got the, the, the headliner. Right. So if you a lot of you, Gallagher shows is growing up as a kid. I love like, Gallagher. Gallagher was love a big Gallagher. influence on me. me. Too. Uh, but a lot of my love from comedy came from the tapes. Okay. Jackie Torrance. Jerry Clower. Okay, love those Jerry are, Clower. Oh those my Those are my biggest God. two influences. Jackie Torrance talking about Don't know the Jackie Torrance. She's a um, older African American lady here in the uh -huh. South, and was just like a big lady that would tell huh. these stories about Jack and these haints. And one time, Jack done got this magic bag, and he put the Death Angel in it, and nobody died for all these years until he finally saw this old woman with her nose dragging on the ground. He went home and he had to let the Death Angel out to give her some awareness, like. Houses could be hainted. It was all okay. great. Yeah, about you would almost. See, I saw a live one. I see time why you compared to Jerry Clower. I mean, yeah. that's and Jerry Clower. What's one, the family he was always talking about? Ledbetters. Ledbetters. Marcel Ledbetters. Yeah. So Arnell, I, Raynell, I, Daynell, uh, Arnell, Raynell, Darnell, uh, Clove, and Cletus. So also with them. Let yeah. me let me stop for a second, Jake. Just so you know. Somebody's on my team finally, Terry. <laughs> Terry doesn't get any of my references ever. Mm -hmm. And we, we were okay with that, but he doesn't get any of my references. He I, has no idea what we're talking about right now. My producer my radio show was like that for a long time also. Um, you have no idea who Jerry Clowery is, correct? No. From Yazoo City, Mississippi. Okay. Now, that's southwest of Macomb, Mississippi, Ooh. which is near. Yeah, he was a great guy. Play, I'm going to play Navy, it in wrestling terms. Navy guy. All right. You, for Jerry Clower, he would be. Ric Flair. He would be the Harley Race. To Jeff Foxworthy's Ric Flair, he's the generation before. Right. He's the bigger guy, right? Okay. He's yeah. the he's the guy from that era. I'll give he's you that. he's that's, the Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes. Not even good at wrestling, and yeah. that totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that's that's what he's he's the Hulk Hogan to Stone Cold of the oh, the Jeff Foxworthy. It. It's that that generation. Yeah, yeah. That's I what wish he is. It could have been the Stone Cold now. Yeah. I like yeah. the broken glass. Yeah, but that's that that's what he is. So he was Jeff Foxworthy's idol, basically. Okay, yeah, gotcha. and he would just tell these crazy Appalachian stories. And sh what's Torrance? Uh, what's again? 
uh, Jackie Jackie Torrance. Torrance. I've never heard of that one. Great storyteller. So there's one I don't get to. I don't know. So I had all those tapes growing Uh up. Like we were just talking the other day on um, another podcast, the one that we do for Channel Z, the aftermath. We talking about how my music. The reason why I'm so into the festivals and live music now is because I got stunted right. as a kid. Like my music tapes were The Simpsons Sing the Blues, okay. right? The tape from uh, uh, Showbiz Pizza, okay. right? And then I would get the Jackie Torrance's and all the Jerry Clower tapes. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, from the years that I had all the tapes, could you imagine never knowing what happened to Marcel Ledbetter up in that tree until I was like 10 years later? Like this is a yeah. bit that like stops and then for 10 years, I wondered what happened in that tree. I got to see him live, Thompson Bowling. No way. Uh, for like a UT warm-up hype thing. It was back when Tony Thompson was still on the team. The Oak Ridge boys were there. Dude's Ooh. bass on his voice was so low oh, yeah. that he was shaking the chair. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. I love the Oak Ridge boys. That. And it was absolutely, absolutely amazing. But got to see him, and he hosted it. He nice. even told one thing that I... Big I fan of the rhinestone suits, the Jerry Clower, too. So oh. we've got that love. He, he, he Big popped fan of the rhinestone suits. But he, he he said that night, if I'm late, you call the morgue, I'm dead. And I've I've always like thought about that because the bird's always been late, the mama bird, you know. And I'm if you're not there 15 minutes early, you're 20 minutes late. Yeah, you know, like so. I'm late for everything. I, I think that that's I've, I've taken a lot of the lessons from Jerry Clower and his stories, like even right. just a story about renting a hotel room and that hotel being so fancy they didn't have a TV in the room. He had to come down and watch what he called Bear Bryant's boys whoop up on somebody and have the he said I wanted to watch it in my room though with the air conditioner blowing up one pant leg and out the other you know and and it's just the little describing things like the reason why you like Wu-Tang Clan because you say navy green polo right, right. like you put the color with the look like right. it just makes the story better yeah. right and it's just like those little things like I was getting a Slurpee you know it wasn't a Coke one because that's always out right so you gotta get them out and do it blah 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 right the little parts of it I always think is what makes it the details well I, I 100% agree and I think it's again why we're, we seem to be a bunch of kinder spirits I grew up with the Muppet Show greatest hits that we ordered off TV love um, yeah I still have songs that I love dun, dun, dun. I, um, my buddy I was just kidding with him in the bird the other day you're gonna love this uh-huh. he, he's big car guy Mr. Okay. Drift guy loves all cars like he'll point to it and be like oh that's this and such Every time we're riding down one of these back roads in Tennessee or anywhere, I'm moving like, right along, I'm like, "Look at that! That's a Studebaker." And he's like, "How do you always know what the Studebaker is?" I'm like, "The Muppet movie." Because we're riding right we're along, riding. taking the fork at the road, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bare left, frog right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I get it. So that was me. I had that, but I had um, Billy Crystal stand up. Right. Uh, you look marvelous. Something again out of a generation. Um, and then I had Andrew Dice Clay later in high school, and those tapes Clay. made everything. Doing Clay at the lunch table. Like when you was a kid, it was like, listen, if you didn't know all the words, Ice Ice Baby, or you couldn't do clay at the table, you're not sitting here. 38, 42 long. I mean, it's like, come on, he needed the money. You know what I mean? Like, we all went. I introduced my wife to it, and she was like, what is this? And I was like, it was everything I loved when I was a kid. So I also grew up with that just tape of stand-up. My mom introduced me to Carlin at about five. My mom introduced me to Carlin, Mm -hmm. HBO specials. Um, but you said something I want there. my records back. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Never a Kennison fan. I didn't get it. I never was a fan. Well, see, I went to St. Mary's growing up, so I had the religious background. Oh, the and preacher then when I, thing. And okay. when I see that this okay. preacher wound up coming out and being this guy, who then like had so much money and drugs, he wound up getting a rock and roll song yeah, made thing. with a video. I mean, are He's you kidding He's in Back me? to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, I mean, so I, I like him as an actor. I just never was a comedy. But you said something there about, you know, descriptive. I think that's why I'm such a fan of you because I, too, am a wordy guy. Right. I love that extra descriptive. Um, I was trying to explain to these people at work about a fur coat. 
right? We were doing the roast of Game of Thrones, and I was like, what am I going to wear? And Lindsay has this old school grandma fur coat. It's reversible, but if you turn it, it's a complete fur. It's got this weird, and I described it as like a, a weird fur labial hood because it's not like a normal hoodie sweatshirt hood. It's just a giant flap of like jacket foreskin hanging back there. I can't describe it any better. So It's um, a meat curtain for your head. Yeah, yeah, it, it's exactly what it is. Um, and so I've got this big fur coat, and I was like, well, let me go check this out. And I go in the mirror, right? And I'm looking in the mirror, and here's this big fur coat. And all of a sudden, I'm in the mirror, and I can't stop going, I got $20 in my pocket. Right. And I just, I was cracking up because it's got that same kind of weird big hood and I'm flipping it up. And I was like, I'm going to pop some tags. I hear from the other room, Lindsay's like, what are you doing in there? I was like, popping some tags. <laughs> and I'm, I'm cracking myself up and I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Well, yeah, singing little songs. <laughs> making labial little hood. Yeah. It's, those wordings are funny, man. That's... It, it really is when you add it. And you'll find out the problem that I've had in comedy is uh, a lot of setup that way. Not enough punchline. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So I, I wind up having a lot of setup, and then I'm like, am I right? Or I whatever. Assume. So you don't want to, I don't want to try to ever do that. I've struggled with that, and I don't write anything. I don't pen and paper anything. So you mentioned, we were talking earlier about notes. The first time I went to do comedy, um, I had wanted to do it forever, talked to Jeff Blank, said, come on, we'll do it. And 24 hours, I had to write a set and go. I was unprepared, but I was working at, at, at work, putting up shoes in the back room, talking to myself, rehearsing my set. Right. I didn't, no, you could take notes. All my stand-up comedy experience comes from TV with professionals right. who have never walked on stage with a note, who I later find may have had a set list on a bar stool next to a beer that you couldn't tell. Right. Just like... Or on the back of your beers. Just like Metallica puts a set list on the monitor and you can't tell in the audience. And they've done it for 30 years. And every band has every band set does list. It. So that's how you hide the magic. You can do that as a comedy comic, and I do that. That is acceptable. But to walk out with a notebook in your fucking hand and read from it like you're presenting in front of your fifth grade class about the book you read last week right. is just bush league bullshit and i see a lot of comics do it and if you hear me say that please know i love you as a person but that's a habit you have that i can't stand yeah. as a comic it's um, like a booger hanging out i didn't know you could even do it i never con con contemplated it i walked up to my first open mic terrified i'd never even been to watch one much less sign up 24 hours after deciding to do this jeff blank drags me into preservation pub i walk up a local pillbilly legend in knoxville has a composition book and is reading what do you get when you cross a jokes out of it and i thought i can do this yeah and i have never walked out on stage with notes i have had a set list i have never used my phone i've never went but i don't pen and paper anything so i have no notes to fucking bring right but i i just loathe it i think it's so unprofessional I and just, then when you have notes and then the best part about writing is going back and like actually going and seeing okay i can take this joke and mix it in with that one i love it, that it, it just helps you with the um the outlining of it. That's more of what we would I would say I do than anything else. But I yeah, it totally makes me sick to see people with notes. It it makes me sick to see people not want to try. But with that same thing, Chase Dyer from the same network, he was hosting on Wednesday and a guy had lost a fantasy football bet. Okay. And he was out there with his book with like the preacher fingers around. So it's a it, prop. Know? And no, he the guy had lost his fantasy football and that was the deal. You had to come and do comedy, mm -hmm. which really makes you feel bad about your right. chosen kind of profession right. when it's like yeah. that's, you know, getting a tattoo of something horrible would that's a fantasy football loss. Right. Not you come and make a joke about my my job is not your, you know, uh -huh. joke. <laughs> well, he stood out there and he had to preacher fingers around his book mm -hmm. and he delivered his jokes and he brought a crowd because obviously the guys from the fantasy right. were there and they all want to see him fail. They wanted to see him fail, but he crushed 
enough to where when I got up there, I was kind of like, you know, look, comics, if you actually have a material and you practice it, it will be good. Mm -hmm. So you can come up here and read from your thing like a street preacher if you deliver it. I don't care what you do. Or if it's a prop. Hey, I want to. I brought my wife's notebook in. I just want to show you guys this real quick, this funny thing she's wrote here. If you, again, if it's a prop. Right. Um, I've seen Jared Pierce, who again has been on the show, bring a Bible out, and he does this whole, again, street preachery kind of thing. So I'm okay if you, if you I want to show you something, a picture. But I just, I can't. I, the people come out. Oh, I want to be big enough next? to where what's I've got next? like what's the slideshow behind me. Like the next dude, I want to talk about my buddy right here. Look at look at this dude. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing I I would love to be that huge right there. Um, I saw a guy do that with a practical joke on like Conan with some rubber ducks and a roommate. Have you seen that? I don't know the guy's name, but he's a comic, and that's really his whole shtick. He has slides going behind him. No, I don't want to do story. It. Well, I'll be honest with you, I don't like it. And, and, and you said something earlier that, that, that I want to bring back. You were talking about, I need three props. And you specifically, the wordy sumbitch you are, descriptively said, a mic with a cable. Yep. And that instantly thought, I, this was my mental note. And I love my wireless microphone. I, you know, I get the purpose. They're fun. You can have fun. But here's what I do hate. And it's one of the reasons I don't like British stand-up comedians. And I don't know if you're already going to get ahead of me on this. But I hate that taped-on Garth Brooks microphone that all British comics use. I absolutely hate world? it. I fucking hate it. I will not watch a special with somebody wearing the Garth Brooks taped-on. What about uh, when Robin did it? When Robin, I'm not a fan of Robin Williams. And no, I don't like it. All right. It. Well, thank you so much for uh, letting me be here. This is the anniversary of his my, death right here. Fight, I really yeah. appreciate that. Wow. I'm just not that. I, this is not His comic's not my thing. I like him in acting, but I'm just not a huge fan. I don't hate it, but not a big fan. Um, but yeah, I would have I would have cracked on him doing it too. I hate it. I really wow. do. So again, I'm like you, Mike, with a cable. Yeah, I like a wireless mic. But yeah, because you can do so much more. Yeah. The only exception I would say is if, if you're even, you know what? None. No, if you're playing guitar, walk up to the fucking mic in the mic stand. You don't have to move it. You get the one exception for move the mic stand. Right. right? Walk up to that bitch. And for real, if you're going to move the mic stand out of the way, move it out of the way, way and stand in the light. Like It's almost to where hosting comedy made me hate it more than I ever could have loved it. Really? Yeah. That's hardcore. That's hardcore. That's that's because a- I, I thought it was going to be this greatest thing. I thought it was going to be so wonderful, and then you wind up hosting it, and then you know you're only popular on one night, so that you can get some time, and then you see the same thing over and over, and then you see people be like, "Man, nobody was listening to me," and it's like, "Well, because you also stand back here and you're yell talking yeah. where the host is, so it looks like I'm talking to you. Please go away." Right, like have that conversation outside. Yeah. Be mad at the crowd somewhere else, and don't. And reading the room—that's cheese. I mean, I People thought everybody's hosting is not as everybody goes. Oh, I've I've been on stage. I can host. No, no you, can't, you can't because I've seen the way you do your set. We're here at an old folks' home, and you're telling assisted suicide jokes. Could be funny. But, you know. Do that in a college where they're going to maybe be a little more risque. But, yeah, I'm all for reading the room, and I'm not a fan of um, if you're hosting. It, it's it, There's a skill to keeping the crowd active but making sure you're not the center of attention. Don't step on. Accelerate. Right. Exactly. You're just the, uh, what is it? Remember in the old days you used to have an elevator operator? You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's down, bring it up. Yeah, exactly. If we're up, we got to go down to lingerie. You know what I mean? Exactly, so. exactly. So that's a hard skill that not every comic understands. A lot of comics don't get that. I just go out there and be funny, right? 
Some no. people weren't raised by a drunken single mom. There you I go. need to keep her laughing so she don't beat me. Okay, okay. I just was a big fan of Kermit the Frog, and so that's my hosting <laughs> um, mentor. Yeah. I come out. I actually I you say watch those things. old Muppets. He will tell you how yeah. to run a show. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, hundred percent. Have the next act ready. Make sure they're here. If not, fuck it. Where's the act after them? I'm getting them. You can go after this. We're gonna go ready. Boom. You come out. You bring the crowd. You yeah. You wave your arms. Yeah. And you wiggle away. And the fact that the Muppets started on Saturday Night Live and then to get their own show, like not only did Jim Henson then learn from Lauren Michaels, right? It's it's one of those absolute just perfect combination. Yeah, oh yeah. And that's why they showed you the back scene, they showed you like how everybody's going. I mean, to think that you're gonna have puppets do live you know I mean the the not only puppetry but just the showmanship uh showbiz um, lesson you can learn from Jim Henson and Muppets is ridiculous. But I took my 100% cues on how to host a show from uh, Kermit the Frog. And anybody who's ever seen me host a show or a beard comp will agree to that 100%. It's just, right. you know, that's how I do it. And for me, I think if you if you, ye- if you yell something loud and stretch it out long, people will automatically begin to clap. So that's my shtick. That's my secret for anybody who's going to host a show. Say that's it. been every that's secret Michael for Buffer. every... But yeah. just for the newbie out there who's like, what does it take? That's what I do, and it works. I pull a shitty Michael Buffer impression, and I say their name really long and really loud while I clap and wave my arms like Kermit the Frog and stagger off stage. And it works for me. And that's all it really takes. Well, you're doing a heck of a job hosting this. Well, I appreciate the it. The only thing I ever tell hosts is not everybody's <laughs> middle name is motherfucker. Right? You don't have to introduce everybody. Jake motherfucking James. Right? Like, yeah. oh my gosh. It, it really upsets because a lot of people, you know, I don't even like to cut. I don't, I like clean comedy. Right? So right. there's people also out there that want to see clean comedy that doesn't think that everybody needs to have that nickname or I, that uh, middle name. I like a good clean comic. Like, I'm a huge Brian Regan fan. And again, I just, to me, it's, and Jim Gaffigan, it's be yourself. Are you a guy who says motherfucker a lot? Uh, if you're Samuel L. Jackson, do you say motherfucker in real life? Great. Then say it on film. Yeah. And so if you don't, don't. You know, and that's me. I say, I talk like a vulgar sailor. And so I say it on stage. But I don't encourage new comics to do it unless that's who they are. Right. Um, it's like, be yourself. You know, if a joke is funnier with adding, God, motherfucking, all right, then add it. If it's not, leave it alone. Right. I'm, I'm not going to step out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. to, to try to be cool. I already did that. That was what middle school was for. Okay. Now, now I don't care what anything is. Doesn't matter to me. I never really have. If it makes me happy, I'm going to do it. So that that actually brings me to a thought, you know. Again, you did radio here in Knoxville for a good long while. I was very lucky. You were uh, you you were amazing. There was no perfect candidate. I was so jealous in like the best way. It's like that's the perfect person for that job. I'm. I wish that was me because it was awesome. And you out of nowhere took over Knox Airways, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. Jimi Hendrix only made four a- albums, so take a, take a, a second to remember that it doesn't take uh, a time to make a legend. It takes uh, talent. Buster Rhymes only did two. And he's been a feature true? on everybody. Yeah. Buzz around. <laughs> okay. He's got mad money from features. Well, to me, that 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 is a good metaphor for for your metaphoric rise because you came on, people loved you instantly because you're you're a great human being and you give out this great vibe. You, you again, excel at just spreading energy wh- wherever you go. It's why I was drawn to you like a moth to a flame when I met you. When I um, got lucky enough to, to fill in for a guest spot and then the second chair got injured mm-hmm. and so they asked me to fill in for a little bit for that and then the first chair quit second chair moved over and i'm like well bring in the w2 let's yeah, get me paid then that's awesome right and so and then eventually that guy quit right um and it uh, i got thrusted on after hosting one day on a star wars day right right so it was going to be like a gimmick like oh he's going to host on star wars day and a little bit of me thought that he quit on that day to make it look like 
I oh believe, well, nobody liked it. We talked about Star Wars all day. I believe I called in on that day. Uh, yeah, you did. Got I a great I bit, on that and I, I've actually got a great thing where I've taken that and and put it with the uh, people that you say in the beginning of that joke. People that know me know me, and I put it with that like Madagascar song. People and so know like me, people, know people me. that know me know me. People, people that, that know me. me know me, and I love it, man. Can we it's get one that? Of my, I say it here on the show a lot. I've said a lot. It's it's a catchphrase, oh, not oh, my dude, I've, I've got it to the beat, man. I play it at weddings. Can we people have danced to you in Madagascar. People that know me know me. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, part of my thing. I mix uh, that Ric Flair woo, jet flying. Yeah, I've ride heard that one. When I put it with that uh, um, Saturday night. Is there a chance you played it in Rome when I was there and didn't notice it? Because I did hear you play the Ric Flair thing in Rome. I did, which play makes that more one. sense. That's a wrestling gig, right? Did is it possible? I heard I, my voice nah, over the intercom I didn't, I didn't, and didn't notice. I was like, you can't play the Madagascar song everywhere, buddy. No, okay, okay. Like that's that's a wedding for like the you know middle school right. teacher, elementary school. One teacher. of the things that I love about you is you but also lucky, do wedding DJs uh, on the side. Um, and you, you just before we we, we move forward with that because we're we're coming up for a break too long, but right. um. I told you you're doing beard competitions, hosting one. I hosted one at uh, Schultz Brow here in Knoxville, which uh, was an awesome place. We get there, and there's a wedding reception going on. They've booked. They've double booked. Perfect. So yeah. here's your greatest day of your life, and then this Cheech and Chong cosplay convention roll in, this beard competition with a bunch, and they were awesome. I have right. to say, they were Did the groom have a beard? He actually won best in show that day. See? Uh, so it takes it from what you would think, oh, this would be horrible, to the best day ever. And they, I guarantee a lot of that came from your hosting and involving them and bringing them up. I, I already know what happened yeah, without yeah, even being there because I know who you are. We, and I know what people at weddings need. Yes. And they need someone like that to give them that kick in the butt. I tell them all the time as a wedding DJ, you got four hours. Half of that is going to be dinner and pictures. Yeah. Right? The other half, let's just stand out here and jump up and down to whatever horrible music the DJ is playing because you're out there giving her the best party she's ever wanted and then as soon as that's over 10 p.m 11 o'clock when this is over we can stand outside smoke cigars drink scotch all night long but i guarantee you're just going to want to go get a beer, burger who, and go out who are the two most likely people at that event to come and bitch you the fuck out at a wedding yes um the the friend who is not in the bridal party okay that thinks she was a better friend to the bride than she really was. Got it. You didn't make the top five. Okay. Okay, but you over here looking at me talking about that's my best friend. So okay. I, I wouldn't even count no. her just on respect of her claim alone. It's like you you don't even count. And then the only the only person I hate at the wedding has no gender, no face. It's the drunken person that wants to turn this party up mm. right as everybody just sat down at dinner. Like, look, lady, I got to play Dancing in the Moonlight, Moon Dance. You know what I mean? We're playing dinner music right Dancing now. Dancing the And then as soon as I put it on where I'm like, ain't too proud to beg, sugar mm. by a honey bun, right? And then we get some brick house going. Mm. Then you can tell me, turn it up. But first of all, everybody just sat down with these meatballs and this chicken. Right. right? Ain't nobody going to dance with them no. in their hand. You hammered. Time and You place. are Aunt Pino Grigio. <laughs> Aunt Pino Grigio. Right? Like, you Aunt Jack-O-Lantern. Every Love time it. you smile, I want to go and fix my deck. You know what I mean? Like, Love come it. on, like, get out of my face. And then, don't tell me to play Flow Rider, right? Like, so that you can go out there and Ellen dance for everybody. The and the kicks. person, okay, I, I got a top third for you. Okay. The other person, and this usually happens during October weddings, okay. but it happens all the time now, especially after Michael passed. <coughs> play Thriller. Play Thriller. You don't really want Thriller. You want to go out there and do the arm motion three times and come back and sit down because the only person that's going to think it's funny is Vincent Price and he was paid to laugh at the end of that song. You know what I mean? Like, so, no. Those are my top three people okay. that I do. I would like have guessed, 
Uh, my, my guess for the two, I guess the two most like likely bridezilla would be the father of the bride. He's usually cool. I can defuse okay. him. And the mother of the groom. Yeah, I defuse him. Man, I, I am the But groom. you know how important you know those are. Every, every wedding that I do, I, the bride is my sister. Mm-hmm. I pretend the bird's behind me talking okay. about Jacob. You gonna play right. that song, right? Okay. That's and good. then, that's and good. then, I love the mother son dance because it's an acting gig. That's what I've got to deal with too in the future, okay. right? So I know what this mom's feeling, regardless if it's a single child or whatever. Like I got a mama, okay. right? I'm a son. I'm a mama's boy, so I totally get it. So I pretend that's my mama. It's brilliant, right? Everybody no, else, brilliant. all. I mean, how many friends you got? That's your best homie. You're gonna be at that wedding. You call. She's not Mrs. Fox. No, She's not Mrs. Godwin. She's mom. Yeah. Yeah, it's bird. Mom. I, I walked bird. up today and went, hey, bird. Yeah. I mean, like, she bird Everybody to me too. knows the bird is bird. Yeah, right? bird she'll, she's the bird for the world. And, like, if, if you got a parent like that, then you know how to flow with yeah. that. So I just make sure that, look, I want my sister to have the best day. That's what I'm going to try to give you. Now, I can also catch your haters because right. I play video games. I see the uncle that has not danced all night and wore jeans here. Right, and he's going to try and ignoring his wife of 13, 20 plus years that he's not danced to any of these three set slow songs I've been holding out. I'm talking about these arms of mine, Remember When, some Alan Jackson. I mean, come on, you ain't going to dance to Remember When after that old wedding. Y'all was high school sweethearts, and you looking the other way, talking to Jim Bob about fishing in your jeans at this wedding. She did not get dressed up to not dance, and so don't get mad. Don't get mad when Junior. Now, see, that's where that old stepmom okay. kind of porn comes in now yeah. it's a real thing because you won't dance with her but if he come up here and ask me for one song i'm be like no you aren't da- come up with sweat <laughs> I've i'm seen like that you peyton that manning i'm that peyton manning gatorade commercial you ain't buying this without showing me some sweat yeah. you don't get to request you don't get to come up here and tell me to play back that ass up by juvenile when the daytime is still on and i only see you going in and out from the bar to smoke cigarettes yeah, put on your iPod. there ain't even a speaker out there that's all you want to do. put on your ipod with your headphones turn you your hear phone that on and just stand out there and because you uh, i i mean i love smokers i mm-hmm. love everything about it but you have this amount of time yes and if you have a bunch of smoker friends don't have your dj inside have them in a tent outside smart. and if it rains and if it rains who cares take your shoes off that's smart. You're going to take them shoes off anyway. Yeah, and smart. if your DJ's doing his job, all the ladies should be shoeless anyway. Well, I was. those were the two people I was most afraid of. They both come up and hugged me and thanked me for all we did for the wedding. They let us all sign the wedding book. Um, and cause we, yeah, because we, it was, it was amazing. But it, it's a guest book. Don't make somebody announce it. We no, all see it. Yeah. If, if people sign guest books, they sign it. Like, look, I'm going to kill my wife later, so I'm going to sign this Well, for they had all of us sign it. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. You have this, um, I don't know if you ever con- contemplated, but for the rest of the life of that two people, whether they stay together or not, we're part of their memories. Mm-hmm. They will always remember me in that day. And I, that's a heavy, heavy responsibility you've got to take with, I was with flying uh, out. care. I can't remember where I was flying out not too long ago somewhere, but I'm at the Knoxville airport and I sat down there at that Ruby Tuesdays to catch a mm-hmm. beer. And I look over and I'm like, man, unfortunately it's one of those super hot rides that I had. Right. Right. And I'm like, man, you can't just be like, hey, I'm a wedding DJ. So I wound up sitting here with these other two dudes and they were actually going up to a Notre Dame game in New York where they played at Yankee Stadium. So I get to talk to them about that, you know, being a Catholic schoolboy, you can take the schoolboy out of me, you can't take the Catholic out fair. right because we was an altar boy also okay, okay and, uh, so and I finally as I'm about to look over I'm like hey you're Cheryl 
Like, I remember your wedding. I, I loved y'all guys. Like, they were oh. Louisville and Kentucky cheerleaders that met on, like, one of them cheerleading things. And so they gave out koozies to see who had more koozies going I got out. a bunch of koozies from August and Victoria. And I'm telling you, they had two different kinds, Louisville and Kentucky. And it was a party because they're all cheerleaders. So they none of them mind jumping up and down and dancing because right. they're in shape. And so... Absolute great party. I mean, and now I follow him on Facebook. They're like, I'm their third kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's super big fireman. Like, I look forward to seeing people. Like, I'm almost at a 98% rate. Like, I've only had two people that I know that have broke up. I'd book you in a heartbeat. I wouldn't. I'd book you in a heartbeat. Because, like, I I lucked into that after a speech, best man speech. I I got given the wedding DJ job. I lucked into the radio because everybody in front of me quit. And the first two days were very rough. Of we course. try to like battlefield promotions are be easy. a show, right? I'm gonna be a show. I'm gonna be a leader, and then I by the the Tuesday, right? I had Friday and Monday, and Tuesday I just came in and shut the computer and looked right at my producer Tori and said, "Just look at me. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna tell my. I'm just gonna be me." And I put my heart on my sleeve every day Word. for him. It's the Howard and, Stern theory, according and, to Private Parts, and just. I, I put my heart on my sleeve and, and led with everything and, and told him about everything I did and, and nothing was off limits except for I never mentioned anything about like reefer and oh, right, being right, drunk right. because that just nobody wants to hear that no. part or mention don't mention the fact that I took a bunch of acid and was watching the leaves fall down and felt like oh life is almost over but hey we're outside it's you almost know? like you know your audience right you, you know, know you got to know who you're talking your radio can't I never get away wanna, with this stuff i never want to alienate anybody but now right. you guys have, have kind of moved again the the radio station changed and so that uh, altered plans but you guys have picked up in the podcast world right right we're doing podcasts and now it's like actually a video cast right okay. like jay from promotion films it and so now it kind of looks weird i guess that i do it with my shirt off all the time okay. like so yeah but uh, who knows? So, but now that list from restrictions, you guys obviously aren't uh, playing music all the time. You know, we'll be back five. It's five minutes after the hour. So, uh, real quick, just, uh, I kind of miss the segments. Stuff, yeah. You know what I mean? I missed the quick hit segments because that helped the wittiness, right? Right, and and being topical because it's it was live. Probably closer to hosting, right? Than, than again, because like, you yeah. know, you got the what's going on, yeah. right? One of the things I don't miss about it being the podcast is like at least. I don't have to come in and ring a bell every time there's a right. mass shooting or something like right. that. Like I don't have to do so much of the heartbreaking stuff. So that that helps a little bit too because, you know, uh, big softy. So uh, there was a plenty of times where I, I got choked up on the radio. I couldn't do it. So. Again, hosting the beard comps, you know, again, for this charity and, and, you know, the young boy Lincoln's up in the, I'm talking about him and just start boohooing. So yeah, it's a, it's not easy, but it is what, um, I love to do so. I'm, I don't mind to get sentimental, but just like, I'm a crier. You're gonna have to know if oh, I'm yeah. gonna do it. I'm gonna. Billy Bob is kind of a crier. So again, Everybody for know. people that listen, we want to give you guys a plug. We love other people. Where can we find Jake James podcast? Where Where is the aftermath? Well, Channel Z Radio okay. is at three six five live dot com. It's like a little app, okay. so you can find our Channel Z Radio. That we will come on there and go live like uh, Monday, the eleventh. We'll be over here at. Um, or maybe the 12, whatever it is, mm. will be over giving away the Exit 111 tickets at last day's of the Oh, I got some friends want to go to that. And so you're going to take come. some more qualifiers for that and get some people going. And then, you know, yeah, you can see us on the YouTube, Jake okay. James and Tori Lee. That's where the, all the videos are coming through. And, 
course, I'm sure if you've actually listened, you've probably watched it also. Oh, yeah. And a good shout out to Tori. Tori's a great guy. Great awesome guy. producer. Jay's um, really helping out from promotion. That means letting us come over there and getting it filmed. The That's first time I met Tori walking in to do the, the, the radio show when you invited me in for, uh, I think, uh, the beard competition was the first time you had us on. Uh, might have been for comedy. But um, walked in, met Tori, loved him instantly. He was a great guy. And I know he works hard and plays in a band on top of that. And, dude, I'm loving these old hair metal pictures he posts. Man, it's absolutely awesome. And like I was telling you, he, he reminded me that my music growth was stunted yeah. and so he's loving it that I'm coming on to my own and, and a lot of that has to come with the radio and the, getting a lot of the free shows because when I was a kid you asked to go to a concert Bird bought you the tape yeah. you asked for another tape yeah, do, you know all the, home. do you know all the words to that tape now yeah. so it was, uh, it was pretty rough I never made it past Bon Jovi New Jersey okay my first concert was my freshman year I went to see Crosby, Stills and Nash of course you did yeah back in 1812 uh but i know i was the only person under 40 there this would have been 1991 this is right. the old reunion tour um again probably the only person not smoking pot there again i'm 16 15 i guess um and then my next concert was like the beach boys in chicago oh that i remember that was here yeah the tom's yep. walling that's the one yep, yep. I was, it would I have been about again 90 91 92 in, maybe i was in middle school i remember okay. freshman the kids sophomores. going to that and and I actually wanted to go. Yeah. And basically just because I was a big Peter Cetera fan, man. Yeah. That Karate Kid too, buddy. He yeah. wasn't there anymore. Nope. It was, that was not his era. Yeah. I think he's already gone. He was. I watched a great documentary about Chicago the other day. It's fantastic. Yep, you were the only one. Yeah. One like on that video. Yeah. Probably. I, did, I didn't like it. I'm, I'm real bad about not liking videos, but it was great. So I see you looking empty can. I yeah. see we're coming up on uh, about the 45-minute mark, which is good. Why don't we... Pot, put a plug here. We'll come back. We'll. Uh, there's no way we're not getting out without See, talking so Star what, Wars. You, you made me think. It was, you, you was gonna try to hit me with some like real 2020 questions. He was like, Later, no, we can't talk about." No. I'm like, "Man, this ain't no, nothing. no, nothing." That's all I had to say. Didn't but, even bring up foreskin or nothing. Uh, I said I did. I said a foreskin hood on yeah. a fur coat. So I did. I did bring up foreskin. <laughs> nice. um, I don't know that story, but we'll kick off uh, <laughs> round two when we get back on Debbie Radio with that story. Debbie Radio here on Outlander Media Network. The lovely. Lovely Jake, not motherfucking James <laughs> Hausenhauer. Uh. and salutations out there sports and wrestling fans Michael Shibley with you here the host of the Modern Day Gladiators podcast here on the Outlander Media Network and here we're going to bring you a different kind of sports and wrestling podcast sure we're going to give you the stats and scores about all the things going on in the world of sports and professional wrestling but we're also going to let you think about things and see why they are the way they are we are combating the dullards of everyday sports talk here on Modern Day Gladiators and you can get us wherever you get your fine podcast and of course here at outlandermedia.net
Good evening. It is I, your favorite ghost host with the most, Chris Bell. Be sure to check out my new podcast, Scared Stupid, on the Outlander Media Network, where we'll be sitting down with some of horror's most frightening fiends, getting exclusive behind-the-scenes looks at some of the hottest horror cons, venturing to haunted places, seeking out the scary places, and discussing all things spooky on Scared Stupid, right here on the Outlander Media Network. into round two. You've beat your way through the first half of another episode of Deadbeat Radio right here on Outlander Media Network. Yeah. I'm your host, Lance Adams. I want to say thank you for coming back, being here with us. We've got always Terry Snow making everything happen. Uh, good to be back yeah. round two. Dude, I'm amazed you're still standing. I've this watched. Is, this is like round eight. <laughs> yeah, for you. We've done uh, we have we've done double duty, recorded two episodes in the last twenty four hours. Uh we're just gonna ear fuck the listeners like a big old fucking podcast gangbang. I had a uh, Chris Bell here for twelve hours yeah. Friday and okay, you me. all day yesterday and today. <laughs> I am so sorry. But uh, I do want to thank everyone involved, including my fantastic guest, Mr. Jake James Hausenhauer. Jake James. Thank Jake you, James. Thank you so much for letting me be here. Such a good entertainment name. Everybody knows the boss before the boss is always the hardest anyway. So, <laughs> so we're, we're good now. This Jake is James. the final round. We're, yeah. we're here. This is the final round. We're easy. But uh, we are here because of the work of people like Terry and everybody at Outlander Media Network. We're here because of the wonderful guests like Jake James. But we also have some lovely sponsors. We want to give a chance to uh, let them know we want to thank them for all they do. JoeShirt.com, fantastic uh, uh, printer company here in Knoxville. You can get anything you want. Uh, They'll ship it. So if you're not in Knoxville, don't sweat it. Go check out JoeShirt.com. They'll do, you know, your corporate uh, retreat shirts you need they'll do your merch shirts so when you hit the road you got something to make sure you got gas money to get to the next town they'll do that just that crazy idea that you're too chicken to get as a tattoo but think you want it on a t-shirt give them a call and uh, check it out they got a real cool website it's set up to do uh, real self-service you can just get your order done in no time uh, so thank those guys at joeshirt.com um, the black cat odysseys and curiosities no, I still get it wrong. Black Cat, Curiosities, and Oddities. I do go. it every time. It's a tongue twister, and I, but it is an awesome place to pick up uh, jewelry and anything from home decor. They sell great oils and incense. Um, just it's it's neat. Take take a, take a day out there. Drive out to uh, it's an Oneida, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just curious if they have oddities clean. though. Have what? I'm just curious if they have oddities. Oh, they do. Yeah. They got all oh, sorts of creepy yeah. stuff uh-huh. in there. It's a yeah. cool like just place to go loaf. We'll check it out for a day. Shrunk like, a head. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that good stuff. All that yeah. good stuff. So check it out. Uh, Ashley, we'll take a awesome class on how to there. do that. We got some enemies out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I think the first part's getting the head. Once you do that, we'll look into the next step. Oh, I know the heads. Okay. I'm hunting. Okay. Uh, outbreak on Maine, haunted house. Uh, love a good uh, scare. Uh, That's right. The the black cat is downstairs and outbreak is upstairs. Okay. Awesome. So two oh, for one. In the bottom of a haunted house. So haunted house. Yeah, I can't go. No, you can't go. We're going to get to that in a minute. That's a, I, that's a story I asked you to tell. We're going to get that, but check then, that out. And then they have musical acts on the roof sometimes. Oh. So you, but you got to go through the haunted house to get to see yeah, the live music? Yeah, yeah. See how you're not. You know, you got me. You put, just when I thought I was out, <laughs> we're, we're going to come back to that because I have a haunted house story to tell, and I, and I have a story I've asked you to tell. So, but do check that out. So, if you like a good scare and you like a good just oddity and curiosity, that's the place to go. Um, uh, we've also got other world cat. I guess your cat. <laughs> that's true. Um, well, maybe their cats get ten percent off there or something. They're on their 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 logo. Maybe it's cool cats um, upstairs, man. But we have otherworldly coffee, um, which I got to try some last night, and I'm not a coffee drinker, and I liked it. They have some really uh, strong potent coffees um but it's wonderful and even like i said i'm not a coffee drinker but still didn't get that red bull buzz i just enjoyed it it was flavorful um i we had mothman mm-hmm. i think mothman, uh, they all have these kind of cool uh, yeah, I saw uh Chris crypto, was drinking sasquatch sasquatch yeah they all have these cryptozoology names i love it but they're great and check it out if you go to their website otherworldlycoffee.com and you tell them we sent you use promo code outlander one word outlander children of the corn outlander remember that you'll get 20 percent off your order so so definitely check that out. Um, and we've also, again, been uh, kind of letting up. Je- Jake had talked to, asked us earlier. We want to give a huge shout-out to Lionsgate Films for um, letting us come on board to help out with just some uh, uh, interviews and stuff hopefully coming out. We've got Chris mm-hmm. Bell done a few already in the can. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can check some of those out on Scared Stupid. Uh, we're going to get to um, do some some work with Press with them. And, and that is awesome. They make mm-hmm. great movies. Um, I'm a huge fan of the uh, the Rob Zombie work that they do. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm real stoked. So that's awesome to have them on board because uh, mm-hmm. that's – uh, I've been a, wondering why Chris Bell ain't yeah. returning my calls. No, there you go. Right. <laughs> Boy, I've been busy. He's been busy. Yeah. He was here 12 um, hours Friday. We this, also, is, this is all just his goal to meet Rob Zombie. You guys oh, yeah, realize you know, this. Right, like, yeah. All of this well, just boils down to the And then fact. he's out. He's going to dump us. Well, look, this is what I've been saying. So, so Corey, Phantasm Podcast, they have a deal with Nuclear Blast Records mm-hmm. to interview those people, and that's Rob Zombie's new record label. We'll make it We just signed the deal with Lionsgate. That's Rob Zombie's film. So you better come around and both ends. Yeah, you got to be careful with that, right? Yeah. That you don't push don't, and take, don't push put, and take, don't push, push and, and take. Because what'll end up happening is we'll end up with a deal where Rob Zombie interviews himself and that's with his own happen. show. Yeah, He's got his own show at Outlander. <laughs> yeah, it's happen. actually starting next Thursday. Yeah. I meant to tell you guys this. I'm here to tell you that it's called My Wife's Ass and Other Fine Things because um, that is a fine thing. I love his wife. She's beautiful. That's my. That's He's my. Married? Uh, Sherry yeah. Moon, Sherry Moon's on. Ba- uh, you not a horror movie fan? Um, she's the the don't put dancer that out in a lot. Of now his... people be like, he hates horror movies. It's <laughs> okay. I don't like anime, so I've got my own cult that hates me for it. What but, if it's um, a horror anime? She. Um, Ooh. Uh, right. Probably and doesn't out. Rob Zombie draw awesomely? Yeah. Like he does yeah. the whole trippy thing. He did the. Um, the well, movie with the Super Beasto, <laughs> yeah, Super Beasto, yeah. Well, no, it was uh, oh. Beavis and Butthead. Their little trippy scene from the oh, movie, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, what I was gonna say was, um, his wife was also in some of the videos. She's a blonde dancer that's been in a ton of white zombie videos and stuff. So you hey. might have seen her, but she is gorgeous, and that is my hall pass. If I ever get a chance, I'm totally allowed to say yes. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's what Lindsay is telling me. I'm sure she's just out there yeah, right now, have, like, but, wow, <laughs> I'm married to Rob Zombie, and I got all this money. Every uh, let me throw it away. With hundred percent Lance no. Adams, but uh, well, we, we, every we might have to cut that. every yeah. old every old married couple has that 
if you could, I'd let you. And that's for years, <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie, because she is absolutely gorgeous. That's been the, the if I hers is Ron Jeremy, so I'm good. I don't have I don't have a lot to worry about there. Ron yeah. Cherry again? Jeremy, Ron oh, Cherry. Oh, Ron, oh, I thought you Ron Cherry is a comedian. Ron Jeremy is a famous porn star that my wife thinks is the sexiest man alive. See, that's so that's get... the standards I have to live up to. What? And yeah. see why Sharon Moon's not going to come down to you? No, if you're her 10. You're her soulmate. No, 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 no. Not happening. See, uh, I'd pick, if I had my chance to have a Paul pass, right. why don't you just pick like somebody you actually know, like your sister, baby. Oh, I have those. I just can't talk to Lindsay about those. These are the ones that aren't happened so we can have the conversation. Oh, okay, right, the right. fantasy aspect of it allows it to be discussed. The oh. reality, Kez says, you keep that shit to yourself. You know deep in your heart, I would. See, that's the thing. But, if I had a hall pass and a know. wife and probably a credit card because wives come with credit cards. And so you, I would just be like, why do you have all these charges for $10,000? I'm going to these high-priced parties in Miami trying to meet Rob Zombie's yeah. wife. That's true, uh, but it's not going to happen. But uh, that is my my one get out of jail free card if it ever does. Um, so you hear that, Lionsgate? Yeah, yeah, that's, We're coming no, for no, your no. your bonus features right no. there. Uh, I don't think none that's going to happen. No, my, yeah. look, they're not going to listen to this. He's anyway. like, none of this is good. Yeah. Look, just ruined the deal. Turns out we got it. Jake came on here and ruined it. But uh, uh, man, yeah. I knew him as more human than human. Yeah, there yeah. was actually somebody in that video. Yeah, there's like flashes of dancers and, and crazy. Uh, I think that's her dancing in Thunder Thunder Kiss '65. Yeah, isn't that her? Then the yeah. black. So uh, that's a song. Yeah, Red, uh, Red Red Groovy. Yeah, and isn't that her on the cover in the 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 swinging super you, sexy whatever? This it is, is the guy that her. you can't even see his face, right? Because yeah. he's mm -hmm. dreadlocked. Yeah, right. Is it real? Or is it just a hat with dreadlocks? No, it's his real hair. Yeah. Well, well, now you think it's, it's shorter now. But mm. I saw him in concert once. Can you see his face like now? Yeah. Or is he like the, sunglasses the dude and a beard. from Tool that never shows his face on? No, he's got sunglasses and a beard. When I saw him anyway, that's been years ago. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, I see on your list too because he's got the sunglasses. No, but I would. I mean, I guess I. I mean, if I had, if he, if part of the deal was you can, but I'm in, I'd be like, whoa, nah. let's more human than human. Bring it on, bitch. <laughs> One hey. more human than human. He, Bring it. Let's, he's like, so right here at the edge. Just sign right here. That's what it took. It was also told to us that the zombies don't really do press. Okay, yeah. So I'm not expecting that. I know I'm low on the uh, totem pole anyway, so they're never going to hear this to bump any of them out of the running right. for interviews. Chris Bell's job is secure well, man, I, because we're not I coming up I hope you get to meet him because I, I know you him. like that and I know I Chris Bell loves it. I like his music. I like his movies. I think he's I think he's great at what he does. I, I like the shtick. I love shtick. I love Kiss. I love Alice Cooper. I like wrestling for those reasons. I like shtick. And Rob Zombie is shtick personified. Really? And I, I like, wouldn't think of him like that because he lives that. Um, right? Because he's crazy. Yeah, he's Crank it up, and at one point he was a real human who became this character who probably allows himself to live that character now. But it was a character you put on at one point. Hold on, you don't think that he just grew into his actual self? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He he puts on the character for the show, um, which is an amplification of who he really is, and then it works, becomes successful, and he doesn't have to ever dial it back down. He now has the money and the success that he can now live as the full character. He came out of the closet in his way. Boom. I'm now this full guy I always wanted to be. I used to be the, the kid in the mall version, who, but Trust now me. I'm it. I, I and so I, I, like, used to, I like his music. I like what he does. I, I like used to see raver kids and all that stuff yeah. and think how crazy that was, and now like all I want to do is be at festivals and wear tie-dye and, nice. and, and like 
jump up and down at the front row and, and there's sweat nothing it out. wrong with having a gimmick and I like it I like it again even down to a, a Jimmy Buffett that's a gimmick it really is a shtick and it's a great shtick this and is, I, I like this it this is your show and everything but let's, let's dial down on the Robin Williams and the Jimmy Buffett I, hate I, I know I love Jimmy like, Buffett I, I mean, no no no, no. you're going to really have to back that there's back no down, hate man. there I'm not a fan of Robin Williams I am a Jimmy Buffett fan mm. uh, Pirate Looks at 40 makes me cry every time I hear it yeah, it's, a, it's the jam so uh, I love Jimmy Buffett but it is a character it's a shtick that he's turned up it's the real him he Amplified it a little bit. Successful doesn't have to turn back. Never, and I love it. I'm I'm all for it. He drinks grapefruit and it's margaritas though. So oh, I might like that. No, nah, nobody love, likes grapefruit. I do. I drink grapefruit and gin. That's that's my, why doctors prescribe it. But, um, grapefruit and gin is my um mixed beverage of choice. Man, it goes a lot. Yeah. That goes a long way with the cloves. Yeah, I think. gin and grapefruit is like, my. Uh, you're you're gonna make sure nobody touches your stuff. You're like, <laughs> no, nope, I like I like, I want it covered in crap, so that nobody eats my cookies. Is that it? Okay. I think I think that you well, like. I never thought about it like that. Did you have you, people steal your stuff when no. you were trying to eat back in the day? You're no. like, no, no, I want it with extra this on it that no. nobody likes. No. Put no. banana peppers on it. But I just I'm. Bobby Hill, 43. What about the pineapple choices. on pizza argument? That's always out there. What do you think? Wouldn't order it, but if I'm at your house and you offer me a piece, I'm eating it. Right, because I'm I'm I've been hungry. Yeah, I'm going right. to eat it. And I don't hate it. I like pineapple. I like grilled pineapple, so I'm cool with that. As long as it's not shredded. Like, if it's shredded all over it, it's horrible. But I've if it's in chunk, that. if it's in chunk, it's oh, I like great. the chunk, because I like chunk. grilled pineapple. Yeah. I, I do that all the time. We have the little pineapple cutter core ring. fights on the internet. I want yeah, no, know. I get it. Uh, I've said all along, the real fight should be sugar versus salt over grits. And the answer is, whatever the fuck you want which is the same answer for pizza eat it however you want shut up about however the people do it let them do it it doesn't matter it's brown sugar I mean, yeah. brown sugar is good but it's uh, it's like let people eat it but I, I, I'm i okay with pineapple I'm pizza. just glad people enjoying grits me too I love grits I don't know why you pulled this up Terry just randomly pulled up Quiet Riot Metal Health this was the first cassette I ever owned in my entire life was that album you want to know why I never had that because there's a shirt and the stinky kid had that shirt mm. and like it made me never wanted to listen to stuff okay. like that. Like the tool shirts with the the, mm-hmm. the Johnson mm-hmm. on it with the mm-hmm. double thing. Like it made me not like the, wanting to hear those bands. But then that. because of the radio, we, we got free tickets to Perfect Circle and I know other people that wanted to go so I got to give them that. And so watching their reaction to getting to go and seeing the show and heck, they even did like a, I don't think it was Hey Jude. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the he, he did a Beatles cut. Huh. And I was like, man, I actually know that. I don't like Tool, but I, I like Perfect Circle okay. I worked for Tool doing security once. Um, but see, that just goes back show. to what you were saying about scary movies and all that. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, the bird, I'm not going to let that in the house. We don't watch war movies in my house. We can't. My mom's first husband died in Vietnam. Oh, so man. I did not grow up with Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket, any of that stuff. We couldn't watch war movies. We went to see Forrest Gump in the theater. She ran out crying when she's running, carrying Bubba and explosions behind her. Mm. True story. Did so, you have to run after her? Could you finish the movie? I knew. It's all good. I mean, I knew. She came back. She's a sm- okay, she's okay, a three-pack-a-day okay. smoker. She's not sitting through a whole movie. Right. So she's she's good. Um, and we knew. Have but, you seen um, Apocalypse since? Yeah, love it. Acid? Love it. No. No. Check that. No, no. I prefer like cartoons when I'm tripping. Just as yeah, a general rule. You, you well, I did. I mean, it's been check years it, like, ago. Real loud. Okay. It's pretty good. Um, I like Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket. I like more movies now. It's the best way to watch it. Okay. I can see that. Um, but we didn't watch those. So I get it. You have movies that you just weren't introduced to. And and obviously album covers, like anything that looked like the album cover that Bill and Ted would love. Right. We could. My brother it. loved that shit. And right. my mom let him have it, but we, my brother was that kid. Yeah, we couldn't. Um, but I know you, again, and I wanted to tell a story, so I'm going to give you the place to do this. 
you don't like horror movies, and again, before everybody eats you up, you have the most 100% valid reason to just say that. And so you have one of the funniest stories, and I, I love it. And I want to give you a chance to tell it because there is so much that I always I love think that my about. Pain it, well, is what he wants to laugh. No, it, it's not your pain. It's it's it is. This is what you meant by I'm going to ask you anything. I want you to. No. I want you to dig up the deepest, darkest, painful thing you ever saw. It's a good story, and I love a good story, and you tell it fantastically. And I'm going to let you tell it. So, um, how old are you in this story? Because I know it, but I, what's the age? I I can't even remember. Uh, it was Goonies. First out okay. on middle VHS. School? Middle school? No. I'm pre middle school. Yeah. I'm so elementary school. Before fourth grade. Okay. Okay. Like a fourth third, fourth, fifth grade, whatever that was. I'm okay. still living we're so living in Oak Ridge. You would have been about seven, eight? Yeah. Because my son's ten and he started fifth grade this year. All right. So I would have been about like six, seven, eight. Okay. Okay. Right. Got it. And we um when we had discretionary monies growing up with a single mom, <laughs> right. we could go to movies. Okay. And the Grove Theater, where a lot of comedy goes down now. Love it. Fantastic. Uh, great venue. place. You, you've actually gotten to do a great set there. I wore your Love merch it. shirt. You did. <laughs> and so, we did my fundraiser. But there, the so. Grove used to be just like a three-movie movie theater. Really? Okay, and I didn't know that. With the great sound. Great sound. And when we had discretionary monies, we could go down the hill from where we lived on 121 Decatur and go down there, mom take us to a movie. We go to a movie. And we got to see Goonies in the theater. Nice. Opening weekend, we're nice. at Goonies. Like Bird said, oh, I saw this treasure hunting movie with these kids and, and it's gonna be funny, right? We're gonna take me. Great. Discretionary monies, check came in, we're gonna get to go, great night. We had a fun time. But of course, little kid, uh, you know, we won't see it again, right? We gotta see it again, we can't go to the theater again. So we got to wait till it comes out on VHS. Which was like a year back then. Yeah. People don't remember. It sometimes took two or three years to get a movie on VHS. This was definitely that's, a six that's month That's another wait. generation. It's yeah. popping out like crazy now. They're like, this movie comes out in the theater on Thursday. You can have the DVD Tuesday. You what? You rent huh? it on demand right yeah, now forever. Rocket Man, I think, yeah, is on demand. At the demand. time, dude, we waited like a year or two, if not longer. Mm -hmm. And not everything was available. No. So it was a different world. And VHSs were expensive. You could rent them. But to buy VHS in 1980-something was $100 or more. It, it was crazy. It if was you didn't ridiculous. own a radio, video rental store. so And we were lucky growing up because the bird being the single mom and hustling the way yeah. she did, we had multiple VHSs that like had the lift-up thing. And nice. she would let like the La Petite place hold one during the week and watch movies. And then we'd come home with it, and that would circumvent some of the pay. Nice. So we always had VHS tapes. Bird had two of them mm -hmm. since the day that she never realized that that thing said FBI warning. Right. I mean, we had a copy. whole library of nice. stuff. So when we Did rented it. it, we had it. Yeah. One of the only tapes I had that you was wait original that with window. that click click was the Star Wars A New Hope. And that was yep. with the pictures on it and everything. Yep. Like That's the only original click down box I remember having. And so we waited, and, and we finally get to rent it. And I remember Goonies being fun, and everybody liked a good yeah. time, and it was a great movie. And I remember you see it on the top shelf of the video store when you come in. New I'm, I'm almost not even big enough to reach yeah. up there. And there it is up in the – it was called the movie store right there next to Fiesta Cantina. Yeah. Did it have Velcro tags or the little car lock key it, rings you put through the circle in the paper? It had it had the box with the movie in the back. So if the movie's behind, behind they did Blockbuster style. Right. Before, this is even before Blockbuster. But the style where the yeah. video's behind it or it's not. Right. So you could get fooled. So, you know, when I grew up, the ones I had, we had one that I remember that had Velcro tags, a strip of Velcro along the shelf. And there were two tags, one for beta, one for VHS. That blew their mind right there. Anybody yeah. listening? So you had like one color for 
get beta, one color for VHS. So you could spot it. Then everything moved to the little teacup hooks and the the circular oh, I love the car hooks. lot key ring, and the the movie was written on the number was on it. That's so kinda, again, you could spot like it. Barbershop. Yeah, yeah, barbershop yeah, stuff. exactly. So, uh, but the movie behind it, that's a that's a fucking tease because you can you got to. It's literally you got to have the apex of why this wall yeah, went bad. Yeah. Okay. And so, because I'm walking, I see it, and I'm like Goonies, and you remember the, there the cover of it looked like a video game cover yeah, you know like how they're all around the, 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 yeah, the, the stalactite yeah they're all reaching yeah. for it and it just looked like with Thanos there in the front a lot of 80s movies look like that like yeah. uh, mom babysitter adventures and babysitting and everything that looked like they were going up the, the thing a lot of 80 movies had Same that like Drew. action cover watch the documentary about that dude he did Police Academy he did all that yeah he Police did, Academy he, covers he did every movie cover for like Police 20, Academy years. movie covers uh or is that equal? You know what yeah. I'm saying? To like southern rap albums. You know, like it's always gonna have like a viper, a dog, yes. an eight ball, one a, gun a, too big. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all like bright, yeah. some titty popping out somewhere. Love one gun it. too big, a dog running between somebody. But yeah. you know, being being get, the kids that we were, that I was with the bird, like we were kids together. You know, the bird was right. young too. So making all these copies of movies, we knew when something right. was in. So when I saw that, I'm like Goonies, and I just grab it. And we walk it over and we, we check it out, right? We come home. I go down the steps at the house in Oak Ridge and go down there. And I put the movie on. And the previews. I see you growing up in like a brown split foyer. Oh, it was it was a nice little house. In my head. And what was so like funny is when the, when the bird asked me as a little kid, what do you want in the house if we was going to get one? I said, I want multicolored steps. And it, and. I'll be damned if it wasn't like rainbow colored like steps, like different colored pieces of carpet exactly all the way down. And we had like a train that went around the little basement that the bird and I set up, and you know, there's the. So this is this is this, this is, is the, this the happy place. This, this is, is the den. This, this is your is, favorite yes. place in the world. Yeah. New kid, new toy, running downstairs, so excited. We rented this movie. I'm running down, running down. Get down there, put it in. You know, pops up. Put the this uh, VHS in and push it down. I mean, the previews weren't matching. Preview, I already knew from like context because when you don't read very well, right. you reread the sentence a few times to get the context clues. Right. And so uh, I can tell that this these movies aren't really matching up, right? And then all of a sudden, there's the, the movie starting and you can kind of tell it's got that like, uh, which, which I wouldn't which I wouldn't even know at the time, but it was like Camp Crystal Lake yeah. 80s horror style. Like even when you watch that American Horror Story, like little preview thing they got going on, that feel of how it looks. Camera you know? oozing through a wilderness. And there's, dark. there's two like uh, Dale and Tucker dudes throwing a knife into the ground and <laughs> like the people that the bird would make fun of mm -hmm. right from her hometown and I'm here <laughs> and, and they're throwing this knife and then here come this real pretty lady pull up and she gets out the car and she goes in and buys groceries from basically the the mentally challenged guy from Law right. and Order or something that was that show back in the day or whatever right. and he's Dark Man you know Dark Man yeah, yeah so you. Dark Man's dude's carrying out these groceries for her to this Volkswagen bug and they're all <laughs> and they see her go by and then they get that hillbilly look which I'm a little kid and I still know that look like mm -hmm. it's the look like don't y'all come back around here no more we don't <clears throat> get them yep. get them and it was about four more minutes into that movie that I went upstairs and I said mom I don't think this movie's Goonies and um, she she's like oh you're just it's just a preview so I went back downstairs and I watched until the very first brutal rape scene. 
And and I was like, this is not the goon. This is not Goonies. This is not a preview. This is not. People don't love like that, right? The movie was I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, man. And I was my first introduction. The original. The very original I Spit on Your Grave. I watched the most brutal rape yep. scene of my life, and I, I didn't even know it was called rape at the time. <laughs> I thought that's just what hillbillies did when they caught you. Right, and I took the disc up, or disc. I'm sorry, I keep saying it. The VHS out of the thing, and I took it to my mom, and I said, "This is not right." And she said, "I spit on your grave." I said, "Maybe I'm about to die, <laughs> right? Because I can't read, really. You know what I mean?" And so we called the uh, movie store up. Turns out somebody had returned both those movies at the same time. That couple's got problems, oh, yeah. and they put and they put the. I Goonies back in that R-rated section that you've never walked through with the beads mm-hmm. as a little kid and they wound up putting because back then it was considered porn it was like X-rated right. it was hardcore yeah, it that's was, one of the worst Yeah, it's still one of the worst and right. that and so now I hate Goonies I get right? it, so yeah. everybody that loves Goonies like even the, they let us in mm-hmm. right like we called down there and he's like no we'll let you come back in and and there was another couple like knocking on the door. He said, I thought that was y'all. And either way, he gave us Goonies. And we went back. And man, they were in the well. Yeah. Right? And I was like, are they going to? Like, I thought it's now they were going to rape that girl. Like, the girl from whatever, Raising Hope. Yeah. That's in Raising the, Hope. I was like, no, they're going to rape her down in this well now. I, I can't remember what their wishes were. I, it's So, I Spit on Your Grave has been like what I, like that, it's no. And then I got to be about 18, 19, and I was living in an A-frame with my good buddy Lucas, who's passed away. And he said, you need to conquer your fear, Uh right? You'll never watch a horror movie ever if you never watch this one. So. I don't like where this is going. I had to actually watch it and finish it with, we watched it in the living room, in the daytime. The original, I Spit on Your Grave. Original, I Spit on Your Grave, and it gets even worse. Like, I'm so glad. Now that you know. Like, I'm like, as a kid, I, I wonder how far I'd gotten into it. But at the at the end, it was just like, I cannot wait for this to be over. Like, I'm, I'm over it. I'll watch another horror movie with you guys. Like, this is not horror. This is, nah. this is unfortunate. Torture porn. And it round up. It's prehistoric torture porn, really. And it, it blew my mind. And so, you know, I've shown you that Tubi app. <laughs> and I'm out there in, in Denver, and I'm scrolling apart, and it's in the horror, and it says, I spit on your grave. I nope. took a screenshot, and I, I sent it to my body. I'm like, this movie will not leave me alone. <laughs> you know? And then the next day, it had, I spit on your grave, too. <laughs> they made more of that. Like, and a what remake. studio oh, yeah. produced, There's... like, Terry, please get famous and get in a studio <laughs> and never remake these kind of movies. Yeah. It was horrible. Like, but I'll always remember what she said at the end to like the, you know, our dark man guy mm-hmm. that's carrying out the groceries and whatnot. The two Dale and Tucker guys eventually, spoiler alert, but never watch this movie, mm-hmm. right? They make him raper, right? right? And at near the end, she comes, when she come back though, ladies, what oh, up? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's she come back hard. Empowering. He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, dang, they need to put that part it's, first it's and vicious, Quentin Tarantino this. <laughs> like show her kicking their ass yeah. first and then why it led up to that so that everybody yeah. know. Dude, but, that would be good. Cause she looked right at that guy oh. and like had kind of given him this look in the store, like a little early porn kind of look where it was like, she even said, I would have made this the best summer of your life. Like she would have Garth Brooks yeah. summered him. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? But you wind up listening to these dudes and letting these dudes do this to me. And it's just like, man, I've just never been really right since. It's fucked I, up. I don't like going to Hooters. I don't okay. like anything that, that just even puts it on. I, I hate strip like clubs. I don't, I'm not a fan. You know what I mean? Like, I get those. I mean, I like cocaine. And you so I understand reasons. you have to go there sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But, you know, 
Goodness. It wow. yeah. So no, I don't like Goonies. I don't think of that. We're all Goonies. Like I don't. One Eye Willie's Treasure means a something a whole different oh, yeah. thing to me. You know what I mean? Like it's just like oh. Wow, I, um, I'm 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 just really sorry. Like, if you ever wanted to watch that movie, keep doing it because you wanted to watch it for a reason. You're a freak, but dude, it's 40 years old. Spoiler alerts are off the table. You've had time. It's like Lindsay did something similar to um, Silas when he was at least about three, and I had a bootleg copy of Batman Under the Red Hood. Don't know if anybody sees where this is going so far. Mm. Um, Under the Red Hood, not. Batman Brave and Bold. It's very no, adult. Yeah. Robin gets beat to death with a crowbar by the Joker mm. um, in a violent, bloody way. She finds, she just sees Batman written on a blank on a disc, pops it in, Silas about three. Now keep in mind, he loves Adam West Batman at this yeah. time. That's what we're dealing with. She throws this in there. You go from that to that. That's, that's pretty I'm at cool. work. She's off in the background. She comes running in at some point, takes it out, just yells at me. And I was like, why would you let him watch that? She was like, it's a Batman. I was like, that is not the Batman he wants. So um, hopefully, it won't scar him for life like like I spit on your grave. But that is brilliant. I've gotten I've gotten lucky over the time with my <laughs> my good friend Andy. He's big into horror movies, and he says the one thing that makes horror different than anything else is one of the few places you can still be cinematic and really yeah. try to tell a story. And like where it's like, and and I've kind of fallen in love with the kind of horror that happens off screen, right? Like that okay. new that new Halloween. It was right. like it, it was in. You, you knew he'd beaten the hell out of somebody, but you're only seeing like the refrigerator fly by the door or right. something like that. So, and then if the it's Jaws really kind of mentality, bad, yeah. don't show the bad guy, let them think it in their head. Uh, Chuckies and stuff like I, I get over that. Chucky. I hate but Chucky. see, I, I had to start back somewhere, right? You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's like, I, as long as I can kind of talk through it. Like I'm not, I can't do it at the theater. Have because you ever I need tried it. like shitty B movie horror movies? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've we, we've worked like me the stuff. Up. We're, the mm. stuff is about man eating yogurt. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, the stuff is it, it's it's terrible in the best way. See if it's like a, it's a blob it? takeoff. The, it's a blob ripoff. But it's Attack killer of yogurt. the Killer Tomatoes. Yes, one of my all time favorites. Killer See, Clowns from Outer Space. I got given that by That's one, one of my listeners from favorites. the radio. She brought me that. She let us all pick a the a Chiodo Halloween Brothers, day. and I, and I got to see that one. I love that, and I have it on DVD. Me too. So I'm trying to I'm trying to okay. respect the genre and not just what happened to me. Like not everything's that, torture porn, right? Like not everything is about you either, Jake. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't always have to be PTSD <laughs> about everything. Like just because that happened to me doesn't mean I'm gonna go in here and watch Friday the Thirteenth and and and. Like we can watch that one together, or like there's always going to be that titty scene, and, yeah, and like it's going to bring me scene. back, yeah. right? Like as soon as that girl rips her boobs open in that Friday the Thirteenth, the Jason lives, I was like, oh, 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 right? I know what's yeah. about to happen to her. Yeah, right? I'm like, a fan of. The, I gotta that get that the, out of my head. Tiny '80s triangle bush. I like a good shot if I can see a little Revenge of the Nerds. We got Bush kind of oh, moment. Revenge of the Nerds. <sighs> Love Thank it. gosh for um, that tape. Yeah, because again, you can't make that now. It's too rapey. No, but it, you can still laugh at it. Um, as the classic 80s that I grew up in again too young to have watched Police Academy shouldn't have been watching when I did my mom was like I don't fucking care Um, watched Carlin at like 5 so I grew up watching that stuff and thank God that I was in that world to do it because I love again for me that's I think that's how I get from the wacky comedies to the wacky horror movies Um, again there was a thing USA Up All Night I don't know if you remember this Mm. it's Friday and Saturday up 
all night with, with Rhonda and Gilbert Godfrey before Gilbert that. Gilbert Godfrey was on Friday Rhonda and Saturday, Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and I loved it because they showed all that bad shit B movie horror again. Attack now, of the Killer I could Tomatoes. Do that. I I loved it every night, and then Glow would come on, you know, right beforehand, and I'd watch just some wrestling and some titties and some horror movies and some titties. And oddly enough, I'm that's stopped. also when comedy happened too. Yes, you ready they for would, this? They would do the three set comedy something. I did not think of this. I, this was not planned, but I'm going to make a great callback. I my my. We all have those pictures of where you were at those times in your, your childhood. The house, grandma, aunts, we were here. I watched it, right? When I think of Up All Night and Glow and that time period, my Bobby Hill era at its peak, it was at my grandmother's. She lived in a duplex, but she had a second bedroom that me and my brother shared from time to time. Never together, but like when he was there, he used it when I was there, right? And we had a TV and a Commodore 64 computer there that we could play and some toys. So it was, it was fun, and I loved that. Stay up all night, and I would do... This was my ritual. Shredded mozzarella straight from the bag because she bought it to put on frozen pizzas and yep. it was the greatest goddamn treat I'd ever had at that so time. Great. It was so, I didn't know you could do that. You could put extra fucking cheese on a pizza and then put it in the oven for an hour. Holy shit. It will just rape my upper lip, but I will do it anyway because it's delicious. So the leftover cheese and I, this, is, this is so terrible, but it's true. Grapefruit juice. Uh. Even then. But... I That's at grandma's house, though. Grandma but, has to drink and I, grapefruit I, But juice. I liked it. I got a shot glass, and I would pour, sit there and do shots of grapefruit <laughs> juice all night long and eat shredded mozzarella from the cheese, straight from the bag, and I would watch bad horror movies all night. Man, your grandma hated you. We got to drink Mountain Dew and play Mario on two <laughs> split screens. When, she, I, when I figured out we could plug it into two uh, different okay. TVs at the same time, I was like, this is great. We had a Commodore, which so we, there were video games there. It was an old computer, It's uh, but... Um, she that's what she had and she had other stuff but I, I chose shots of grapefruit juice in a shot glass and mozzarella straight from the cheese and bad horror movies well right then she knew that wasn't all right that so one. how funny I made a call back to our grapefruit juice right on. um I'm definitely like I said uh, gonna do a wonderful five to drive here but before we get into that because we're running out of time and we gotta get them half boys in here Jake man I love you I know I where to it. find you people that have fallen in love with you over the last hour where do they find you and follow you? And again, Channel Z and what you do. So for the people that want to um, um, take up the cause and, and support another great artist doing something, where do, where, do, where do we find Jake James? Well, hopefully one day soon we'll be back on the radio. I just want to do it live <coughs> again. And uh, I don't really mind the hours. Being okay. a swimmer growing up, like we had to get up before school anyway. So, uh, of course, there's the the Facebook and okay. the Instagram, the Single Jedi. Single Jedi. And, and Jake James has an hour on Facebook. And then YouTube. The okay. morning after with Tori, with Jake James and Tori Lee. Check them out. They're great. They're funny. It's, a, again, a great radio show. I love being on it. I can only imagine that the podcast viewership is growing because we're getting a new audience. We're getting some unfiltered ability. Um, you got other great people, Waylon Whiskey, who's been a guest here. Uh, and so oh, we well, love Waylon. Yeah. Um, so I know you have a great staff. Tori's fantastic. So please check out the uh, the morning after uh, the Channel Z um, and find yeah, find what I've already known. Math. Morning after math. Yeah. Morning after math. We're just going to probably just drive. We're just the aftermath. Aftermath. Now, really. Yeah. Just well, find him, check it out. You've already figured out why I love this man, and I hope that you guys go go expand that. But um, I love to do the five to drive. That's my silly thing. Um, I take right. it from the inside the actor studio. You know what sound do you love? And of course, what sound do you second, like? Come to Second Bell next Saturday, seventeenth. Okay. Uh, I'll be doing comedy there, and of course we'll have our Channel Z booth set up all day. Where's the Second Bell? Uh, Sutri Landing. Mm-hmm. Got a great Second Bell Music Fest presented oh. by Blank Magazine. Awesome. Well, we may have to check that and out. Check it out. The, the Maggie stays, the Blank stays, and of course, okay. 
where we'll be down there at the comedy stage. So come on and check us out. We'll be down there all day. Great comic. You can't beat it. So let's um, let's have some fun. You and I are are well, well versed in our own love of Star Wars. Yeah. Right. You have a great story with Star Wars that, that makes me cry because um, it makes me think of passing it now. Your your mom, the bird, yep. read the crawl to you yeah. in the theater. Still and, sounds like her voice to this day. And in your head, you still hear her I read still, it. It's almost adds like that hot breath to it you know what I mean dude I'm literally tearing up out of just reaction because it makes me think of my son someday remembering that I bring it I bring it back because I remember I was actually kidding with her the other day I was like man it had to have been we went and saw Jedi not Empire and because I would have been too young and she's like no you, you forget that you were just huge right. as a kid like so I see other kids and of course the, the nephew that's got problems you know like so when you see oh he's six but he's really four right, right. so uh, we had gone after Empire and you know, she's reading the crawl to me. It's the first time I ever seen it at the theater, and it's just amazing. We go see Empire. I'm I'm way like young, you know, and and uh, we come out and we walk right over the hills. And if you ever remember the hills, like action figure display for Star yes, Wars, yes, I do. It looked like a screenshot from the commercial where kids are like pushing the the tanks over and and the speeders, and it's got yeah. it's got ad ads and and stuff hanging from the plastic like you just wanted to just let me buy this right right and we went in there and she bought one of every kind of action and i just kept with my hands over my head like are you sure we don't have the discretionary monies for this you know like and went home and, and she painted the left foot of them all with her nail polish by the little fireplace so we knew which one was yours knew so. which one was mine and i remember some kid trying to take my lando and i flipped that foot around and i was like no that's my lando yeah, you good. know so yeah, um, I, I love it, man. I think about it every time. Every time the crawl happens, like I've actually, when we like watch Rogue One or something together, one of these last ones, I actually ask her to read it. Like if she starts reading it out loud oh, dude, while it's on TV, shit. you know, like while it's on TV, I never stop her. But in the theater. Never stop her, but like, but it still reminds me, cause you know how parents gotta lean in and be like, ah. right. like you know, it's just. And substitute a word here and there. You know, back then, you don't think about it now, but you probably, ooh, there's a word you don't get. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I had to do it for my son, and I, I loved it. And so that is such a special story that it makes me cry. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I was really taking, my, my mom took my older brother, because I was just real young, um, but fell up. He could give a shit less. Right. I loved it. So it just happened to be that way. The, my favorite thing as a child, still my favorite pop culture thing. I love it. I worship them all in some way. You know me. I'm even a prequel defender. Um, I like the new ones too. I'm a big fan of the new ones. Solo was great. I, know I, I keep telling shit, people, I love it's it. like, man, you know, you love it so much that when people almost kind of like add it to your personality, like, oh, everybody knows you love Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I sometimes I like think back, like, man, I don't know if I love thing. it as much as other people love it. Like, you know, I feel bad for somebody that. I don't. I mean, I've got a Millennium Falcon tattoo. How right. about that? So exactly. I mean, it's like being a, a sports fan. Again, you set for the the shitty seasons. You still get your jersey on. You still go to the game. Oh, I'm a rep. So yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the prequels. I'm gonna go to the ones I. But um, I can't wait for Rise of Skywalker. I Last Jedi I wasn't crazy about, but uh, you know we'll see where this goes. I don't know, uh, man. It's just it's so bad. Like I've I've been in bad relationships before, uh -huh. and that's kind of what I compare it to. I'm just like. You know, I remember, but I remember we used to we used to do this, and you loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, and now you don't like roller coasters. Like, yeah. what is going on? Like, I don't want to talk about trade route, baby. Yeah. Like, let's we did that with Magellan, and it killed him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Magellan didn't even make it, right? And so, like, why are we gonna do this? Like, and mm, 
and the dumbing down, I feel, of the whole world, really, but the, the dumbing down of it. Um, I've been a big fan of movies over the last 20 years, especially since the, I spit on your grave yeah, incident. I don't need a movie to hold my hand. Right. You, you don't need to like, and the Justice League went back to the hall, right? Like yes. don't narrate nothing for me. Don't, not, not that narrating's bad, I'm just saying like that hand holding. You don't need it, if that's your artistic choice, great, but you don't have to have like, it. Like we, we shouldn't be um, that dumb to know that, like I'm going to the bank and then you gotta see me withdraw and right. use the ATM and get back in the car, like, mm. No. I could have just known your character went to the bank See, I again, I like the prequels. I like the new ones a lot better as far as being an old school purist. The new series are far better than the prequels. What happened with me was when we lost Carrie. Right. Right. She she goes out. She's finished all her scenes. She's right. flying home. She's partying out. People want to try to like say that that might change your opinion about mm-hmm. her. It should. It shouldn't no. change. What people do with their body should not change your opinion about exactly. them. Exactly. And so Carrie's flying home and she dies. And then in, in real life, Right, and then you don't go back and recut that movie that literally had three perfect opportunities for you to let her go, yeah. and then it should have been Luke in yeah. that thing, and now you got to rewrite it to where it's like, oh, now that Luke gonna be with us though, because it's Rise of Skywalker, and you're just gonna change that, like that's now gonna be what means Jedi. Like, are you doing this? Oh no, I think it's Ray. Ray's the Rise of Skywalker. No, cause... I think it means they're gonna just change the whole thing from Jedi to be like they're Skywalkers. Oh, that's think, interesting. Yeah. So okay, I don't, but I, that's a good theory. I like that. Um, I think it's 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 Ray who to I still think is Han and Leia's daughter and and Kylo's sister. Um, I think that she's the Rise of Skywalker. That's me on air right now saying that that's been my theory all along. I and think if I, they're gonna do anything like that, they're gonna make her a Kenobi. I um, mean, that was Kenobi's lightsaber that called to her. Yeah. It, well, no, 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 no. That's that's Anakin's. That's the one that Kenobi gave Anakin. Right, but like which he had, shouldn't have existed. He right. lost that in Bespin. Yeah. Uh, so that does. I don't even know how we found that. But I know there's some like with that. Universe. Did you find it with a hand? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but I I've always thought from the minute Phantom Menace came out that it was Kylo and Ray were Ren and Ray were Han and Leia. I got one right again even before I knew. I, that was my call, right. and I got one right, and I still think I'm right on the other one. I think. Again, here, here's my theory. I'll throw it out real quick. Look at the way Han talks to Ray, like a like a divorced dad who hadn't seen his kid in a while. You you you're not bad, kid. You you're pretty good. Yeah. Now look at the way Leia looks at Ray when she steps off, but can't like a mom who can't say anything. It's a different look. Again, dropped Why off just like Luke kid? did and Leia were in the dropped same, off. Like like we I'd only know mind. how to like is the only daycares for your kid you're desert? trying to hide from the, yeah. the dark side in the desert. Yeah, Can they know. not see through sand? Does he really think sand is that coarse and gets it everywhere to where be. he won't go looking there? Uh, maybe sand has some reflective force powers that none of us have figured out. Man. But that's my theory, and, I, and I, I've thought for a while. But uh, knowing your Star Wars fan, being one of the things that bonds us, I'm assuming, other than horror movies, you do like other things like other science fiction movies. Yeah. So what I wanted, because we've never talked about it, I want your top five science fiction movies that aren't Star Wars. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to go with a five for like the whatever the bonus credit. Okay. Right here, bonus credit movie that just incorporates everything. Didn't get it when I was a kid. Thought it was too long. Came back to it. Loved it. Think it's got everything from giant worms to spice to blue-eyed hotties. It's got to be Dune. Dune? Okay. You know what I've I mean? I've never like, seen it all the way through. Right. Exactly. Because it's like, <sighs> come on, man. By the time you meet Patrick Stewart, you're like, oh, wow, this guy's a real actor. Hold on. Let me go take a nap. Okay. Right? It had a cool box where you put your hand in it. That guy had the pimple thing getting squeezed. Like, it had disgusting all the way to like awesome 
You know what I mean? Like a big battle at the end. You worm riding. I mean, come on. It's tremors on crack on another planet. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. And the way they say spice. I know they did the you TV remake like, that's supposed to just suck shit. Yeah. Nobody likes that Nobody one. Nobody likes the TV remake. And there's supposed to be a, a new one in the works for like the last bajillion years, right? No, you um, got to watch the one with young Patrick Stewart in there. Okay, yeah. And uh, the what's his name from uh, Twin Peaks? Uh, Flight of the Navigator or whatever. Yeah. Looking mode. Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator probably going to be. It there. almost was on my list. That, that, that came up almost, but I didn't put it on there. I'm going to give it that because it involved like video games. He beat the game. Uh, What's his name? Lawrence Fishburne. Who who is it to come down? No, are you talking? You're not talking Fly Navigator. You're talking about Last, Star uh, Last Starfighter. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So that so Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter. Yeah, okay. And I mean, Fly Navigator was cool because it was one of those ones that was made by Disney, and like we all had it. It and, creeps me out the thought of him coming back like so many years later and shit. That freaks me out. And like Paul Rubin going like, you want to change back? Like being the voice of the ship, like absolutely crazy and then not letting him put his name on there because of Pee Wee's Playhouse about right. to come out so I think that's pretty cool but no but Last Starfighter Star Fighter is definitely definitely right up there that's that's which by the way was directed by Nick Castle oh yeah that's who right, is the yeah. original Michael Myers slash The Shape in Halloween oh wow yeah he also directed Major Pain just oh, to really? give you a, but yeah, The Last Starfighter was directed by Nick Castle, who's the original Michael Myers, which is actually called The Shape, but nonetheless. So mm -hmm. Last Starfighter's great. That's a great choice. I've heard that's also potentially getting remade at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Well, so, see, it already kind of has with the whole, like, you beat the video game, you get to go in. Like, that, that's There's true. a show that's like true. that now. Oh, okay, is there? Like on the I know that Jumanji's doing like something Future like Man. Oh, Future okay. Man beat a video game, and that's okay. how he got put on the show. So, so we got I two thought, good ones. Dune, Last Starfighter, right out of the gate. Man. What do you got? Three more. Ooh. Favorite science fiction movies that are not Star Wars. Mm. It'd be almost easy to do things I hate, I feel like, sometimes. Like, I know. I've done some of those. Definitely but. not on that five is Enemy Mine. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't watch this. It's on uh, mine. Uh, Enemy Mine's actually on. It's an honorable uh, mention on my list. It's one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> yeah. Jommies? Yeah. I love Jommies. Come on, dude. Jommies. Come that's on. Louis Gossett. I love it, it's an honorable mention on my list. How about that? I just cussed you out. You know, what love I'm it, love it. But I, I was a big Dennis Quaid fan as a kid. That's so. the only like you watch it, you're like, oh, Quaid's gonna be in this, and Louis Gossett Jr. is gonna be awesome, and it's like, oh, this sucks. So it, I had it on my list. It's thought the of something candidate. better, so I marked it off and put it on an honorable mention. So I actually have it, but that's funny. So, Man, let, right, Dune, Last Starfighter. Last, Dune, Last Starfighter. Oh gosh, there's a. Uh, I got to give a little bit of love to the Starship Troopers. Okay, that's just, my other honorable mention. Good just choice. Only, I'm only putting it in there because that crazy little football game thing they play at the beginning, and they let Neil Patrick Harris play a doctor again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody was going to give him that role and ever again. titties. And I, man, I guess there were boobs in it. There but, are titties in it. But I thought it was cool how the world's all like ended. You got to serve to get your citizenship. There's a lot of like little things in there that citizen I Citizen like. versus uh just born or something. No, it's a a citizen versus a civilian. Mm. That's what it is, a citizen versus a civilian. Uh but yeah, it was great. Apparently the books like far heavier into that kind of social politic politic stuff, but um Starship Troopers got an honorable mention on my list, so that's great. All right. Three uh, so far good. I I'm going to go for my number 2. I don't think this counts, but The Lost Boys with Sutherland and the Frog Brothers and stuff. It's kind of sci-fi because of how it's like, like I don't know, but we had it on tape forever, and I just mm -hmm. thought like, 
That's hardcore. Like I love the dog. We also had a, my grandma had a dog named that. I would but, consider that horror, which is very ironic. You would put it on your list, but it's sci-fi horror. Like uh, they're flying not, vampires that don't really change, and they listen to rock and roll. And the guy played saxophone. I played saxophone. Yeah, like, me, yeah. I played saxophone. I so it was just like it is very comic booky based. All right, all right, all right. Well, then let me just go ahead and put Terminator. Oh, uh, that is totally uh, because science that I mean, once oh, I finally okay. got to see Terminator One. Terminator 2 had already come out in the theater. Oh, okay. Because that was like a no-no with the vert. Right? right. For some reason, she's going to put her foot down on that because she saw, oh, gosh, what was it? Rollerball, Thunderball, the one where he, where he, Running Man or something like that? Running Man. Running, yeah, running Man, yeah. So because she saw that and it wasn't about running, you know, I couldn't see Terminator. Right. Right, so that kind of went that. Mm. One was an HBO VHS classic in our house, and then I went to see two. I was so mad at it. I've never watched another one, and I've never watched them again. You know, another horror movie that snuck in on me too as a kid that was on a tape that we shouldn't have was American Werewolf in London. That's and the, the one scene, that terrified me. And the scene in the movie the theater Nazis. with his buddy, like they're watching a movie, and his buddy look over at him, like uh, we. I always you walk in meatloaf. I walk. I stopped the tape right there, but we had Terminator on the same okay. tape as The Punisher and Major League, man. Oh, so that choices. was like giant. Terminator's a great choice. I didn't even think of that again uh, because of my personal hatred after T two. I still love the first one, but I don't watch it anymore. But that's a great choice. I didn't think of that one. And I guess any of the sci-fi mm-hmm. movies that involve like the Predator, like anything with Ridley. Predator. Or, I didn't think of Predator either. Like now, Predator, I, but mostly Alien with Ridley. I love. You know Ridley, I love Alien. Ridley kicks ass. To me, Alien 2, Aliens, is a science fiction movie. Alien 1 is a horror movie. To me, Alien is a haunted house movie. Right. It's, it, that's what it is. I mean, on, on, on its basis, it's a haunted house movie. But that's a great one. So, um, you're, you, again, an Alien, I count. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Predator, a- great choice. I didn't even think of that one either. That is totally a science fiction movie by definition. It's, it's- but I'm going to go with Predator 2 because that's the one that I really bonded with. Okay. With Glover okay. in it. And, of course, Breaking the sink to fix and, himself. Right. He's got to, like... You know, it's the Jamaican gang that they're taking out. So right. that's the one that we we okay. had on tape. So I I, I love that. Um, haven't seen Dune, but again, I'm sure I would love it. Um, everything else on here, I absolutely love. Um, again, I also had the Starship Troopers and Enemy Mine as honorable mentions, so I'll put those out here. But number one for me, Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. Right. Holy shit. I, I love it. I love Flash Gordon, Sam Jones. Um a friend of mine knows how much movie, I love uh, Flash Gordon. Mark Wahlberg movie brought back a little bit of love to it. There's a documentary called Life After Flash that's out now. Um, uh, but a friend of mine knows how much I love Flash Gordon. He calls me. He's like, dude, have you seen Ted? And I was like, no. He was like, you'll love it. Flash Gordon's in it. I was like, Ted Jones? He was like, the fact that you actually knew his real name tells me you're going to love it. Yes. Uh, so Flash Gordon is on there for me. Didn't he also do He-Man or was that Dolph Lundgren? Dolph Lundgren. But okay. he would have been a phenomenal He-Man. He would have been a great He-Man. Um, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. I mean, it's I see, a parody, but it's still science to fiction. Me that's a, that, I would put that in a comment. I wouldn't even look at that as science fiction because it's just it, it so is. comedy. It's, it, it really it's is. It's a Mel Brooks movie. Exactly. That's why it doesn't count. Okay, okay. It's a Mel Brooks movie. That's like, Well, I brought two honorable mentions. I'm keeping it because it does count. Yeah, I'm going to let I you have my it. List. I'm going to let you have it. Uh, Blade Runner. I do. I love Blade Runner. Uh, I'm a huge Philip K. Dick fan, so I love almost anything based on his work. It's McAfee. Yeah, so I'm a big Blade Runner fan. And I actually put uh, Guardians of the Galaxy on mine. Dude, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It's science fiction, you know. It's it's MCU, but Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I liked them both, but I liked one better. Uh, so uh, you know, if you put Empire on on DVD, uh-huh. and from the moment that Luke gets back into his X-wing and is going to fly to Dagobah, if you then skip every Luke training scene, that movie's Guardians. Oh, 
It's like a it's like a '80s Guardians because it's just three PO, the Princess and Han, and of course Chewie. Oh. You know, and then they get sucked into the mouth of a giant worm. Yeah, which I love yeah. giant worms. Yeah. Obviously. Me too. Me too. And you know, taking out the Minox. Okay, yeah, uh, but yeah. So I put Guardians on mine, and then last I put uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, early it, Jeff Goldblum. I absolutely love it. Peter Weller. I think it's fantastic. I never got into that, and I I didn't catch the reference of it from what was that Ready Player One. Oh, when see, I've seen like, Ready Player One. I think that's really cool. I like okay. the, his Thundercat belt in there and stuff oh, like nice, that. Oh, nice, nice. I'd love it. I'm sure it's full of references I would love. Oh, it's it's. But I've, I've never seen of, it. it it's all, that's all it is. It's nice. an Easter egg movie. Okay, okay. Well, I'm down. I love that. All right, so that is a fantastic top five. Again, I, I wanted something outside of the Star Wars universe, but I had to tie it in a little. We're too close on, right. on that. Um, I love many things, whether it's comic books, wrestling, music. But my Spaceball is really kind of like, Dude, you took Star Wars without taking Star Wars. My taking Mel Brooks okay. and okay. I mean your okay. Schwartz, you I got a Yoda. I, I mean, it's basic. Then you know what? Be like, man, I don't even like horror movies, but I love the 13th my, sense made by whatever it is. For my penance. Scary movie. That's, scary movie, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's right. It, the, for my penance, I will substitute it with the new J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Right. I actually liked those. And again, a, a Wars fan forced to put a Trek movie on a list. But I like those, and I give it up to that. But he used Beastie Boy to like win the thing. Like, yeah. come on, that was just like, were you lazy? He got lazy, son. He has gotten lazy ever since they put Kate and Sawyer in a cage okay. on Lost. He's okay, been lazy ever since. Lindsay loved it. I've never watched Lost. I mean, just it's like, come on, JJ. You were supposed to be the king of the nerds. You were supposed to give us Star Trek, Justice League and Star Wars and you flip the very first words in his Star Wars 7 is when this is about to make things right or this should begin yeah, to make yeah, things right yeah, right and Max von Sydow when he when he gives that line Ming the Merciless by the way he meant he, I thought he meant the entire universe right, right? and then he goes off and makes our our he, anti-hero shirtless and has a telekinetic passage and then you sing this big guy up for Snoke but yeah you don't know he about to get stabbed like this right here I don't think that oh I know. oh man it's like please bring back Ewoks you I know love what I'm saying Ewoks. like bring back I that. would love to have an Ewok-esque I would love one. to just see I like Porgs I'd like to see how long it took the Ewoks to lift up those big ass trees to get them to be able to to hammerhead that ATST. Right? I would like, almost like guarantee. How long did that take? There's a there's a mule type animal you we're not seeing. Yeah, there's gotta, yeah, there's be, gotta be or that huge. I'm gonna prove everybody I'm the biggest Ewok. Oh, you think there's? Some I think that, it just takes a bunch of. You think it's I think an they Ewok do everything flex? like Care Bears. Yeah. I think they just. Oh, okay. I, I think so. they just like come in there like how they Amish people raising they, a house. Yeah. Okay. Or, or like how they picture the slaves making the pyramids. Like yeah. we're all like doing this it. together. I like, like it. I, like I think that. they work together, and I honestly I think they got a bad rap. But once again, we were. I guess under that little deal. Well, so again, working together. I feel bad about my uh, picks for the the movie, man. I feel like if I'd have known, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have taken in more context of what I really like and what I've been watching. But mm, it's all good. That's a shame. That's, a That's shame. why I put you on the spot. It's all good. And I'm going to do it again, but with people. Uh, like I said, I love music. I love comics. I love wrestling. And my favorites are the superhero groups, the the stables, the four horsemen, the fantastic traveling four. Traveling Yeah. Yeah, I love the traveling wheelberries. But I find the magic number seems to be four. The Fab Four, Fantastic Four, Four Horsemen. Right. So you got one night to party it up with your 
four horsemen. You get three living celebrities to go do anything you want to do. You guys are on your own. What three living celebrities make up your four horsemen for the night? Well, one of them's got to be Snoop. You know what I'm Great saying? Because you're going to go in with everything. Yeah. Like Money. You're hanging out. If, weed. And if works. Snoop knows you're hanging out with him and he's supposed to be here because this is a one night only thing, yeah. like a make a wish, then yeah. We're, we're in everywhere. Yeah. Like, you. what else do you need after that? Great choice. Because everybody in the world going to want to hang out with Snoop. Your grandmama loves Snoop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, out of the gate, fantastic choice. I, I think it has to be Snoop because he's the only one still smoking, still doing it. I mean, you, you pick Willie and he might, he got a heart attack. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can't. Willie have, also seems like he would be set in his ways and, he don't and would drink say no, no to shit. Yeah, he Snoop don't, would be like, fuck it. Yeah, let's yeah, go. I could see that. Like, I've always wanted to skydive and smoke crack at the same time. I could see that. I could so, see that. Yeah, I would take hey, Snoop, I'd take Snoop right off the bat. Um, let's see. I, I need uh you got to put the Rock in there. Good choice. You know okay. what I mean? Like as much as I'm a Stone Cold guy, I have fell in love with the Rock. I saw that movie about I like the, the Rock. There's a movie about the family. Yeah, about Paige and right? her family. And she's like, "Oh, can you get some advice? Can you get some advice?" And he's like, "You know, it doesn't matter, right? And he gave his whole like rock thing right there. And he's like, that's what you got to do. You got to go out there. Because the rock wants you to go out there and right. kick out. And so ever since I saw that, I'm like, everything I do now, I'm like, man, you got to do that wholeheartedly because the damn, the rock wants you to go out there and give it your all. You know that what I mean? movie looks good. I haven't seen it. All right. So that's a great show. Snoop Dogg and the I Rock. I left out of that there crying. I was puffy. I cried out of that movie. Man, right. It was great. I'm already in. Snoop Dogg and the Rock is Snoop a winning Dog combo. Snoop Dogg and the Rock. And then I guess... These people be oh man. Let me see. Let me see. Let me get um. Let me get that somebody crazy. I gotta get somebody crazy in there because uh, the Rock and Snoop they'll they'll probably do it. But you need somebody in there that's gonna like cut themselves crazy, like a Steve-O, but not a Steve-O because he drive me crazy. I I need somebody who probably looks like they smell better. Okay. Let me get um. Let me get Paris Hilton. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just playing. No, uh, I'd probably take that mom from um. The what about Jim show? Something about Jim or my name's Jim. You know, he's the brother uh, of the real funny guy from Saturday Night. Yeah, Live. yeah, yeah. Is that uh She's a blonde. She was also in summer school, right? Like she's was oh, that hot eighties oh, chick. Yeah, uh Yeah. Uh, Let yeah. me get her. Okay. Just okay. so it's like people be like, Man, is that that girl? Damn it. But who cares? She's with Snoop and the Rock and that weird dude. Summer school. I know exactly what you're talking about. The movie Summer School with Mark Harmon and uh Christy Alley. Uh yeah, man. It, Damn Something it. like that. Something I like that. But I feel like I feel like once you get life. the Snoop and Rock out there, like you don't really even need. Is need that anybody. it? I don't know what the minute you say it. <clears throat> She's like blonde. She was in. Um, Is it this she one? Was, what about Jim? Something about yeah. Jim? No, I remember what the show, but we've 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 totally hit a stump on nothing for. But either way, like she's she all right. She looked good in that. She, that's not Courtney Thornsmith. Is that her? Yeah, yes, that one picture is yes. that one right there where she got the yeah. one more over. That and then one next to yes. it. That's the version. Courtney Thornsmith. I'll take her. Melrose Place? Didn't she do Melrose Place for a while too? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so for other listeners, but uh, in summer school, that's, summer the school. that's the one that's I want. Me. That's the one yeah. I want. Can we work on some silent hand gestures for a while? Yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be, that'd my name be is Chainsaw. Great. great. I would. I think that's a great choice. And so yeah, I think I think you go out with them. People be like, man, that's what's her name? But damn, is that the Rocket Snoop? And then I just get to walk in. All right, okay. You know what I mean? Giant gin glasses, and you know what I mean? No grapefruit though. Nah. Gin nah. and juice. Just juice. Grapefruit juice is juice. Juice. I mean, uh, no, we're not gonna go there. Nah, I was just playing. It's a good callback from um, earlier, but uh, no, I, I think I think that the Rock where. Yeah, I mean, you're going to pull so much. I mean, he and just stands safe. a bit. Yeah. I dare somebody to start some shit. That's good. That's good. Because murder would be the case. Murder would be the case. <laughs>
No, I think that'd be a great time right there because you get your smoke and, you know, I'm sure we got plenty of hydration water with the rock. Probably get a good little run in in the morning. Yeah. You know, Snoop and I can follow behind him in the cart sitting on them things. Yeah. You know, like, like a little it. golf cart. I'm 100% in. Yeah. Um, again, like myself, you have tastes all over the place um, and, and aren't afraid to to let the world know what you love. But what's your guilty pleasure? What's the thing you know you should be embarrassed you like, but you're not? The challenge on MTV, Johnny Bananas. <laughs> I don't know this. Reality TV, obviously. Uh, I competition? Mean, it, kind of yeah, thing? dude, okay. it's so horrible. Okay. It's so horrible. My buddy loves it. And I I'm love like, competition reality, so I'm, I'm and down. And it's just like, oh, God, I, I can't believe that I like I can't believe that I know. Because when they start getting all drama and yelling, it's like, I know that this is fake and this is booch, but I can't. get wrapped up I in it. I can't leave it alone. Hit him, hit him, hit him. Get thrown off the show. Hit him, hit him. Right? Because we grew up with the very first ever uh, real world. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And so. I watched season and these, one. These people have been like Johnny Bananas, like on 20 of these things, man. Like this this dude has got money and like, you know, he messed over a girl one year. They're like, I bet you $135,000 of Sarah's money. Like, I should not know this stuff. Yeah. You know I what I'm know. saying? And then. But you do, and it's okay. I was just saying the other day with how much I'm, I'm in love with the band Moon Taxi. I just saw him my 13th time the other night. I was like, 17 year old me would fight me. Every time he hears me go, man, they took Whiskey Sunsets into Blinded by the Light back into Whiskey Sunsets. It was awesome. I want to punch myself when I hear me say it. You know what I mean? Like, I've never had a favorite band yeah. and all this. And it's like, no, this, that's it. Yeah, that's what hurts. That's a good guilty pleasure. We, we, we love to get Even personal. Gifts. That's yeah. what I should have said. That's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. So we, we, we do have some fun here, but we like to get personal. And so we, we're going to take a dip into the personal well for a minute. Um, there comes a day when you've spun your last tune at a wedding you've you've ended your last show you no longer walk this mortal coil you've you've turned into the blue force version of jake james mm. what what's the 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 thing you want written on your tombstone what's that little legacy in a quick blurb to be well i hope that i'll be cremated okay so what do you want on the on urn, urn on the it will say jake james the best at drugs ever jake james <laughs> the best at drugs ever Yep. Right, so almost famous action there. I like uh, that. I mean, that's part of my. Yeah, it's good. It's better. I like bit. your version better. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, right there on the urn. Best of drugs ever. Now, see, not number one at all of them, but like in the Grand Prix right. scheme of it, like I might be a six down here at Ecstasy, but you know, I'm a two other places. Right, so. right, right. It all equals out. That's perfect. Well, we don't end on a on on an urn note. We're gonna have some fun, and we're gonna end on when you don't have to be anywhere. You don't have anything else to do. Where's your choice to be? Where's your happy place? What's number one when there's no priorities taking you anywhere else? Well, I, before two years ago, I would have said it was Havasupai Falls. It's a Native American reservation at the bottom of the Grand Canyon that you have to hike down to. It's an eight-mile eight hike down to like the village and then two miles from the village down to where the waterfalls and the campground is. Wow. And I've had a great experience there with... I've, eating peyote and falling off a waterfall and then got invited into a sweat lodge and got healed. I mean, I even had like a busted hand and I could make a fist afterwards. I've gotten to go down there with my folks and, and experience that. Like we watched the moon rise on Jerry Garcia's death day and my buddy's sitting there eating popcorn right as it's like the moon's hitting, you know, in, in the waterfall. Cause you can already see it because, but you're so low down. It's still, down it's still literally. coming up a little bit. Ooh. And like, it was so bright on the full moon going down. We got this, this native stop and said, who's your, who's your leader and gave us this artifact that I've carried to this day and uh, had I other people that. tell us because it's a good for your journey. Uh, that, that definitely my happy place. Cause it's hard to get to and it's hard, but right now after these past two 
Bonnaroo's, I would, I would have to say Bonnaroo? that's it because we've gotten to do the radio there. Um, it's, it's not just, I've never been to the GA campground other than to do comedy and to be out there scared watching a Cage the Elephant surprise show. Like, it, the, the Cineroo, the Bonnaroo radio area, the backstage, getting to watch um, Future on the TV with Sir Sly backstage because, you know, they're a band, they're people, they don't have anybody to hang out with, so why not? You yeah. know, you're, we experienced Anderson Pack standing next to Ron Gallo because he doesn't have anybody to hang out right. with either, but we He's interviewed waiting. him, and so it was – and we got to take the bird there this year, oh, right? We, we got her out great. there, set her on a blanket. The whole crew sat on a blanket for the last night. We watched fish, and she ate mushrooms, and machine gun laughed the entire evening. Nice. And it was one of the best moments of my life. Oh, I love that. Right? That is a great, happy place. So we sprinkled some of the choices. old man's ashes there this past time, too, which you're not supposed to do, so I didn't. I'm just kidding. That was somebody else that did that. But we did it a little bit at the Calliope stage, and my friend was like, why are you doing that here? And I'm like, because he would absolutely hate this, and he ain't never going to get no rest right. and we got to go and just you know we took bubble guns this year and like we'd be playing with them and somebody would tap us and be like man that's cool and i'd hand it to them and they let their friends play with it and try to give it back i'm like man nah happy root like nice. giving to give we had like all these led oh, sticks like i never raved as a kid lived in florida we didn't get into a club one night firestone but the club's music got dwarfed by shack rolling by with his you know with his drop top mercedes he, he was louder than the club so getting to go in there and like have glow sticks in my shoes and people come up and be like, oh man, I love your outfit. And then it's be like, well, hold on. And we put it in their shoes and oh, that's it just awesome. getting to share that experience and like going into it and like meeting my now festy bestie Jay through it mm -hmm. because of like clean slate. You don't really meet people past your thirties and become lifelong friends. And so mm -hmm. this, uh, this whole last decade has been very trying, but it's ended on some difficult and great notes though. So well, I'm absolutely happy with it. So those two places right there, Havasupai Falls at the bottom of the Grand Canyon and definitely Manchester Farm, Bonnaroo. Well, that that is a, a phenomenal story that could not end a better episode because it has been a wonderful episode, Jake. You have been so fun to come and hang out. And again, like one of my favorite people, tell great stories. Just make the time go by. But I, I, I thank you for coming because, again, Man, I couldn't do it without good guests. I couldn't do it without good people behind me. Oh, Terry, dick. Outlander, Otherworldly, you know, Coffee, these guys, Joe Shirt, they're making it happen. Um, but the people listening, I, there's no reason to be here without them. Cause, uh, man, get me murdered in one of these Lionsgate movies, man. Okay. Like, okay. Look, look how dead I look. I don't, I don't know if we got that kind of pull, but when we do, we'll I got remember. a few ex-girlfriends used to be dead. First project person I always think of. So if they offer me anything, I'm coming straight to you. Yeah, let's go be Because I love you. Get me stabbed. Um, and I love those people that are out there listening because I couldn't do it without them. A, a, a crowd without a comic is still a crowd. Mm. But a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. So thank you again for Debbie Radio. I'm Lance Adams here on Outlander Media Network. The lovely Jake, not motherfucking James Hasenhauer. Terry, also not motherfucking Snow, making it happen. Um, I am Lance motherfucking Adams. I'm going to own it. Um, and I love you guys. Thank you. Debbie Radio, I'm out. We'll catch you next time.